The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Well, well, don't we have a delightful UFC Unfiltered today with myself, Jim Norton, and of course my good pal, Matt Serra. Hi. And uh, we have some really great shitting your pants stories. Obviously, we curse because I just said shitting your pants. That's been beefed out twice already. Tyron Woodley calls in, and uh, Jason Ellis gave us a great call. It's a really good episode. And did I mention that we both talk about shitting our pants? I hope so. He may finish it here. He's out. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, buddy. I was just sniffling. I know. I thought you were going to hit the cough button because it sounded really weird. No. I took a Cialis yesterday. <clears throat> So I was getting a massage. Ooh, a cock pill. Yeah, but was starting off really. Well, was I did. off right. I did. I did so that, wait, wait. Now you took that. Was this a massage that was that you knew that was going to end in a very happy way? Or no, just... it was probably going to be a legit one. But sometimes you want to take one just to add that element of punishment. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so, just so I know, I can picture it in my head. Guy or girl? Which one guy was it? Was it a chick? It'd be a woman. Yeah, but it, okay. it, the massage didn't happen. Oh no, because she couldn't coordinate. So I just took a salad for nothing. That's the worst. That's the worst. Walking around the house feeling like a superhero you alone, just, alone, right? Uh, you you just gotta you just gotta work it out yourself. Yeah, I did, but it's just you know the next day you're still feeling the effects. Did you you traveled though this last week? Yeah, I was in um, I was in Ohio. It's funny I did Ohio. I did uh, Columbus, Ohio. I did a theater, and then uh, I did the Gathering of the Juggalos, which is an outdoor you know the insane clown posse. Yeah, okay. The fans they're, of they're Juggalos. Still, they're still around. These oh yeah, yeah. And they have these crazy fans. Like, their fans are so nuts, the FBI tried to classify them as a gang. But then the uh, ICP fought them in court and won that they're not a gang. It's just they're a bunch of fans. Are they fans. dressing like clowns also? Some do. They wear their makeup. Um, okay. But a lot of them just look like maniacs. And are you friendly with the, uh, the ICP? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. I know those guys. Cool. And I've done their, they had a TV show at one point, And I did that. And uh, they're nice guys. They're really, they're oh. really mellow guys off stage. Oh, uh, cool. So we, uh, that's a, it's a gig comedians hate to do because you wind up getting yelled at and screamed at and there's been video of shit getting thrown at people. So a lot of comics don't want to do it. But I've done it once and did well. And did it, uh, this year was a little easier to get to. Like three years ago, it was back in the woods. It was fucking really creepy. Yeah. Um, you know, just traveling to get there. And I wound up um, going on uh, at like one in the morning. And then uh, it was great. I mean, it was a really good show. I was surprised. I just did what I wanted to do. I didn't have... Sometimes at those festivals, you got to get crazy and be like, animated and... 
Yeah. I was just... Do you feel they just want, like, all right, uh, tell your jokes funny, man. We want to hear the insane clown posse. No, well, you're not on the same night they are. They, you know, oh. oh. I went on... You, the way the comedians, the way they do, like at Bonnaroo, you go on, when there's... You'll hear music in the background. Yeah. And, you know, you're in their fucking air-conditioned tent. They just come in for the air-conditioning sometimes at Bonnaroo, but you're in the middle of the afternoon. The Juggalos had... Uh, uh, they have you go on at... Uh, I went on, it was supposed to be midnight, but they were an hour late, so it was a one in the morning show. And uh, it wound up being great. And know. where and where was this exactly? Did this is in um, Thornville, Ohio, which is about, oh. it was back, it, it was really right off the highway, you had cell service. Years ago, it was so bad, we had fucking to bring my friend's satellite phone. It was like in the deep, deep woods. Do you see, what, do you see what's happening to me here? I do, yes. Matt has a fruit fly fucking, flying, flying why, by his head. What the hell? This, he's buzzing man. like he's fucking King the Kong. Fuck <laughs> I'm swatting at this thing, trying to. I did one or two. I go, this thing's got to go away. I was, I'm a clean guy. Got a fucking uh, uh, flute. What is this? A fruit, fruit fly? fly? Yeah, fruit fly. It's buzzing around, right. being irritating. It's going right in my face. Well, my weekend wasn't as exciting as yours. What'd you do? I had to go to an engagement party with my. Uh, a white party, my 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 cousin. You have to all dress in white. Oh, it's great. For a guy who's constantly sipping espresso, I'm like, oh, I got to make sure I don't stain my shit. Like a little kid. Sure. I wish I had a bib. But, uh, you know, that day, you know, that was Saturday. We drove out to New Jersey, me and my uh, wife and three kids in the minivan, like the fucking Griswolds. But before that, you know, I was at my schools, man. I started off the day right. I taught some jujitsu. I trained with my crew. I had a little bit of an, uh, well, I'm not embarrassed by it because I'm only human, but uh, <laughs> I had a little bit of an um I guess you could say an accident. I'm going to go ahead and... Fa- this is like a therapy session. Did you fall? I didn't, I didn't fall. This is what happened. I trained. I, I did my jujitsu, right? And I'm a very... First of all, Jimmy, I'm a very clean person. I'm the type of guy that if I do a number two, I got to go shower. Like, I wish I had a... Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. You're a clean person. If you I, shit, I wish you I had that shower. thing yeah, after, that. You sh- after you use the toilet, the bodet. You have it. What is it? You just no, said you're it. fucking. Is it a, a, a bodet? A bodet. What is it, Chris, the producer? No, it's a bodet. You got it. All right, fuck. I, you know, you you hit me with this serious look because you every time I'm you torture me when I when I fuck up a word, you just stare at me like oh, I didn't no, know what you were you, doing. But I know right. bodet. I'm talking about my clean ass. I good. My, basically, I, I'm I'm beating around the bush. I got a clean ass. This is the deal. I'm the cleanest guy you'll ever know. I'm very big on hygiene. I take a lot of showers a day. So anyway, I got done working out. I'm on my elliptical. That I tell you, I love hitting that elliptical. You do. So I'm hitting that elliptical. And you know what? I've been eating so clean lately that that day, the day before, Friday, uh, I, I wasn't eating all day. I was running around and my wife got fucking Chinese food. So I, you know what? I, I usually just get like the pepper steak, nothing on it, maybe a little brown rice. I, I, I had a couple dumplings. I ain't going to lie. It's a little chicken lo mein. I, I cheated is in other words. Okay. And it didn't, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't sit right with me. I felt so I trained extra hard the next morning. Cut to the chase. I fucking shit myself on the elliptical. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was some gas. Listen, I I was uh, ten minutes in, and I I do it. I and know it's even worse. I'm, if you look at my academy, twelve thousand square feet. When you first walk in, all the way to the right. Now you, we have mat space, mat space, equipment. Towards the end, where there's no way out, there's no other side door or anything out to get me to get me out of there. I have to walk past all these mats back up to the locker room or to my office. The elliptical machine is over there. It's in the back. So I, I'm on the machine and I'm, I'm, I'm working out and I'm feeling, I'm feeling fucking good. And I worked off those dumplings. I'll tell you that much. 
And then, like, you know, I got my hoodie on. I got fucking white gi pants on. And the, the oh, one day, no. I, the one day, <laughs> the one day I forget my MeUndies. I'm fucking, I'm always wearing, I'm always wearing MeUndies. But you know what? Free balling. And it wasn't bad. It was, uh, at least I didn't know what it was. I gave a little, a little, little, little air. Because I thought I had a little something. I was, I was booking on that thing, going backwards and going forward. I give a little air. And then I knew, it, then I knew what happened. And I was like, and then I clenched. And I'm like. All right, all right. I gotta, I gotta find an exit strategy here, man. I, it's like I gotta, I gotta get the. Fuck now are you out still walking like this? Or no, you no, 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 no. I'm on the off. elliptical. I'm I know. I mean, do you immediately stop it? No, start I thinking? stopped, and my ass is facing the wall, the window, so nobody's seeing anything. And I don't know. So I'm, God forbid, I'm not reaching behind. I'm not looking behind. I'm wearing a hoodie, so that's kind of could cover my ass a little. So I'm like, I don't know how bad this is, but I know it's nothing. There's nothing right about it. Right. <laughs> you know, when you give out that first. All right, let me get a little air out. And oh, oh, no, that's not air. Oh, no. Yeah. And it was just bad, Jimmy. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right. So then, you know, I'm shooting the shit. Everybody, oh, hey, man, can I ask you about the Kimura roof? I go, I'll be right back. I just got to get a, a water. And I'm fucking doing like a, I'm doing the curly shuffle. I'm keeping my body towards the sure. mats. And I finally, I get my way, my, myself to my room and I get a pair of key pads. I can't make it upstairs to the shower. It's just not happening. I'm not, it's, I'm not. God forbid, I don't know how bad it is. Are you afraid that if you take one step, God forbid the cheeks are going to unlock and it's going to Oh, gonna, dude, <laughs> I'm, thank God. I, I got a strong buttocks. I'm clenching the whole time. So I got to my room. I got some shorts. I went into the back bathroom. It was a private bathroom. And the second I unleashed, it was fury. And then, and it was bad. And then I tried to salvage. I'm like, hey, let me see the key pants. Can I save these things? No, no How good. bad were they? Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Hello. They oh, were no. they, they were how about they were buried in the I buried them like I, I like a dog. If there was this oh, no. digging up dirt, I got in that garbage can, I folded them into because I tried the little soap and I go, no, this ain't that no. I'm just I'm choking these up. Look like you're playing bingo with pudding. Fuck no, it was just so bad, Jimmy. And so I just I did the best cleanup. I changed my clothes. I went up to the bathroom and I just showered and cleaned my hiney. And I felt great afterwards, but you know, that's my story. And I, let me tell you something. I'm not ashamed of it because I'm only, we're only human. Sure. Everybody from, you know, a fun-loving guy like myself to every, these pretty ring-card girls, everybody who's human, they 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 did the, the wrong thing and they trusted their ass at, at the wrong time. True, but usually not in white gi pants. No, like no. You I couldn't would, have I, had a worse thing Jimmy, on. I wasn't thinking that through. And, and, and I thought it was just a little gas and I thought I'd get away with it. But uh, it, all I know is it could have been worse. Yeah, I mean, it could have happened while you were fighting. There's that video of that one guy doing... Fighting, yeah. fucking. It could yeah. happen. There's a lot of times it could be awful. No, did you see that guy who shit his pants in the ring? <laughs> oh, fucking Tim Sylvia back in the day. Oh, there's another guy. Oh, more recently, Tim Sylvia yeah. is the original, though. More recently, <laughs> this was a bad one. This was a bad one. Yeah, that's going to You should them. Google that. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah, where he's leaking and walking out the ring and people yeah. are going, like Everyone knew. Like, he it couldn't might even... be Travis something or rather. I'm not sure, though, so I don't want to say the wrong name and it's the wrong guy that didn't shit himself. But, yeah, it wasn't a UFC guy. No, I know. I think the guy used to be in the, fought in the UFC before. If it's the right guy, if it's the time of, listen, for all I know is more people shit themselves. But I know Tim Sylvia back in the day definitely had some fucking, some duty in there. But yeah, that, that's a fear. That's a, that's a fucking, you know... Shitting yourself in front of everybody, especially so listen, Chinese food. You never. Here's one thing: you, you never want a dumpling shit in white gi pants. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing good 
about that. No, dude, it was Jimmy. It was it was. All I know is it was bad. It could have been worse. It could have been way worse. How? How could it have been? Well, worse? I mean, it could have went. It, I mean, not getting. I don't want people to get sick, but it could have went down my leg. It could. Oh, all right. It could have. Right. People could have said, oh, "Sensei, okay. oh no, I'm gonna go train somewhere else because you shit yourself." Yeah, that's so, awesome. I don't know, man. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm only human. Anyway, let's let's let's, let's who are we talking to today? We're talking to Jason Ellis. Yes. Well, let's sure. try to get that guy on the phone. Let's talk to him. Enough about my ass. No, that was a good. That was phenomenal. <laughs> oh, people! But people just listening. I'm very uh, as the as he's dialing. I'm very. I'm a very hygienic guy. Clean man. Every time I shower, I, every time I shit, I shower. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I just do. I just and every time I go to sleep, I need to be washing my ass. I don't know. I can't explain it all right now, but I'm very hygienic. Yeah, no, I That's understand. all I gotta say. You know, I wish I had one of those bow days. When I was in Japan, man, they, they fucking have those fucking, uh, those, you ever try those, those toilet seats where they have the nozzle that comes out and cleans your I ass? I have one. You have one? I have one at home. How could you? <laughs> How's that work? See, it's not his fault though. You want, you want to do that off the air, didn't you, Chris, the producer? We want to keep the shit fresh. Yeah. No. I, I did want to do it. No, no this is better. I like talking and hearing the fucking, uh. It's not working at home. This is so great. We'll, just, we'll give him a couple minutes. It's no yeah, rush. It's yeah. fine. We're bullshitting. Let's get I mean, back to it. I want to hear this fresh, this story anyway. This, I think the story's done. I think I No, wait, the, you just started on something. Oh, oh yeah, the uh, those toilet seats. And yeah. I'm saying Japan, also at the Red Rock, I had a room where they had it in Vegas, uh, where I had a seat like that. And basically, it's a little nozzle. You see, It's a, like a remote control in your toilet, on the side of the toilet. And you like, it built into the toilet. So you sit down, you do your business, you press a button, and this little nozzle comes out. And it's, you have, I don't know if you have the same thing. Yep. And it squirts you with water in your ass. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking ass. And then, you, and, then, and then you press another button. It's a blow dryer. Yep. And it's fucking, What? My toilet, this is true. When I walk in, it senses I'm in the room. <laughs> it's true. And I walk, if I, if like I walk a... in front of it, it goes, the light turns on, and, it, and you're... Say, good morning, Jimmy. It's <laughs> like a fucking artificial intelligence. Yeah, it's like Hal from 2001. <laughs> yes. No, but it, it, hears me. it knows I'm in the room, and it goes like... And that's the water, a little bit of water spraying just to get the inside of the bowl. And then if you, the, the seat is heated. It's warm. And then when you're finished, you can hit a button and have that uh, bidet thing pop up. It's I awesome. Want, dude, I it's want awesome. that. Man. And if you're thirsty, you can just jump off and take a sip. <laughs> I love that thing. I, I, I should have, you know what? I'm dude, getting a new house ready now. I wish I should have thought of that instead of just now. Hello. Hi, Jason. Are you on? This is uh, you with Jim and Matt. How you doing, man? Good. How's it going, Gus? Good, buddy. You just finishing up your show? No, I'm about to start. I haven't moved to mornings yet. Oh, what time? What, how much time do you have? I'm not on until 12, so it's it's like 10.20. Oh, okay, okay. And, and we're talking to Jason Ellis, who hosts the Jason Ellis Show, of course, on Sirius XM. And what time are you on uh, on the West Coast? You said 12? 12 to 4, yeah. Okay, 12 to 4. So that's, I guess, 9 to 1 here in New York. Jason, uh, what's nine. up, man? It's Matt Sarah. How are you doing, bro? I'm good, man. How's it going? Good. Yeah, I, I, I was out there. When was I out there? I was visiting you not too long ago. My Probably a few months ago, actually, now. But it was well, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, yeah, I had a great time. Fuck, you were telling me about your Vikings better than Game of Thrones. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about there, but you've been training, dude. I know you were getting back into training when I was seeing you. You you were complaining about being fat, and you're like, oh, I'm getting back into it now. I had an injury. How are you now? Are you yeah. healthy? Yeah, I am actually. I got. I was getting. Uh, I had a, a boxing fight about 
almost a year ago now, and I separated my shoulder and tore my clavicle in three places, and Dang. so I, I started getting that PRP stuff, and that helped me turn into a fat bastard because you have to get it every month, and it re-injures it, so I just didn't do anything for about eight months. And What's PRP, Jason? Oh, uh, the, they take blood out and they spin it on these plates and then it, oh. it turns into this yellow stuff and they inject that into the injury and it reheals your tears and, and uh, you know, it's, it's not like a complete miracle, but it, it does get things to work again without surgery. Oh, okay. And why does it make you fat? You don't know about that? I do not know. <laughs> I, but then I'm not, very phys- I'm not a very physically fit person. Matt Main, I just do. Yeah. I do like a little bit of gym exercise. I have very few injuries from working out. <laughs> I heard of that right. before, though. I, that's what I, I, figured, I figured Matt heard of it. And so you've been doing jujitsu, you said, or no? Yeah, yeah. I I was really getting into it because I'm trying to lay off getting punched in the head because it's not really my job, and I've yeah. already been knocked out a bunch from other sports. So. Uh, I, I was about to get my blue belt and I started to be really sore. My skateboard knees just couldn't take it. So I had really? to pull out of that. I'm pretty pissed about it because I was really getting into it. And I, like I said, I was getting my blue belt, getting all excited about it. And then I just, my body can't do it. Oh, that blows, I man. I, I, fuck, I love I jujitsu, man. I rolled this morning before I got here. I've been on that 20 years. I, I need it, man. But if your knees are messed up, there's no way to work around that. Where were you training, by the way? With jiu-jitsu? Uh, with a 10th Planet guy, oh, uh, nice. Black Belt Under Eddie. Yeah, uh, Eric Cruz, his name is. So when you're training, I, I was watching a video of you over the last couple of days just doing these uh, like exhibition matches, and you really <laughs> seem to enjoy fighting. I mean, is, is it something that you like, because like, you're not getting, it's not your, like you said, not your job, so what is it about it that you enjoy so much? Uh, well, you know, I've retired from skateboarding, and, and that was my whole life, and then to just be like a normal person, I didn't really, you know, I don't know how else to put it. But there was a, there's a piece missing. I, I, I want to test myself, and 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 when I started fighting, it, it's so intense that I, you know, I mean, I, I could get into the zone, and and I could, it didn't matter what level I was at it, I could just get into the zone. So when you get older, and you and you, you know, I hate getting worse at stuff. So MMA, I can, I, I always get better because I suck. I know you trained back in the day at the uh, at Team Quest with Dan Henderson, Mayhem Miller, and and, Ki- and, yeah. and King Mo. Yeah, that was a, that was a long time ago. But you probably got in it a little late in the game. Do you think if it was if this was earlier and you found this instead of instead of skateboarding, or or you would have preferred to do this instead of skateboarding, you could have done something with the MMA? I know you fucked around with it, but you know what I'm saying. Took it more seriously. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would. Love to. I had one pro fight, and a, you know, I mean, it was against a bum, so it was a an a, an easy fight. But I think, judging from my skateboard career, I crashed a lot. So I think, from all the fighters that I know, that I would be one of those guys that you would say, "Man, Ellis can take a punch," and and you know, we know my kids' names and all that kind of stuff. Because right. my legs, as I said, don't work because of how bad I was at skateboarding. I just I I really tried which would in turn mean that I would probably be like uh, a Phil Baroni kind of guy, and I don't know if I really want to be that. There you go. I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy I chose skateboarding, or, cho- or skateboarding chose me, whatever you want to call it. And what, what, what are you uh, moving to mornings for? Because afternoon seems like the ideal time. You wake up a little later, or you, you just, is it you, hate, uh, you hate waking up and having nothing to do? 
I completely disagree. For me, it's West Coast mornings, not East Coast. So the show's from 7 to 10, which means I'm done at 10 a.m. And I want to be a race car driver. And there's a lot of other stuff that I want to do that I can't do because it's the whole day. It's in the middle of the day. So if I'm done at 10 a.m., I can do stuff on TV. I can go to, I can drive to Temecula, which is two hours away, and practice racing my truck, which means I'll have more of a chance of catching these assholes that get to practice all the day because they don't have a job. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it's and, and three hour show just makes it better for me. Yeah, I do morning, so I like you know me getting up stinks. And uh, the idea of the afternoon is my biggest fear is that like wow you lose you lose your day. And it's like I'm I'm such a dysfunctional person. Like if I'm up all night looking at porn or whatever I'm doing, I don't function well. I go to bed at six in the morning and then I get up at noon, go to the radio, and then I miss my entire day. See, but you're a stand-up comic. You're a late-night guy. I'm a morning guy, so I don't want to be awake at night. Yeah. Uh, do you find that, you know, you seem to have mellowed a bit. Is that accurate or no? Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to <laughs> clean my life. I'm a, I'm a frustrated guy. You know that, Jimmy. I've been through a lot. So, I'm, you know, I'm in therapy and, and a lot of other stuff to try and soothe the soul. So, yeah, maybe I mellowed out a little bit. Yeah, I'm not even saying that in a bad way. I mean, I think it's a good thing as we get older. You, you know, it, it seems like it's harder to be as angry. I, I found as I get older because well, life life is better, and I'm doing things I want to do. And it's like, well, what 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 motivates me to be pissed off? And I feel like I have no creative drive if I'm not mad sometimes. Yeah, I used to think that. I used to totally believe that. Stay crazy, and then you'll stay hungry and 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 do things that you would usually be scared of. But these days, I'm more into solving the problem putting together the puzzle that is Jason Ellis so that I can be happy. That's my main mission in life is sure. not to be the greatest skateboarder in the world, just be happy so I can show my kids how to, how to be happy, not be the greatest athlete or whatever it is that you're trying to do. How long have you uh, been in therapy for? And I'm telling you, that's not even, we just had DMC in here and he was, he was praising, uh, he was saying uh, therapy is, is gangster, if I quote him correctly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, and more, I think more people are in therapy than not probably, or should be at least. And I think, it's, uh, I think it's a very good thing if you need it. How long have you been in it? And is it helping you like, to, uh, to an extent? Yeah, I mean, it's done, it's done amazing things for me. It's been four years, I think. I mean, I tried to see some, ther- some therapists when I was younger, but that was more of being forced into therapy because of some of the thing situations that I've got myself into, yeah. sort of getting in trouble and stuff. But this is more of once I, I was like, uh, you know, I, I realized that it, it's not all everybody else's fault. It's actually probably mostly mine. So I needed to, I needed to fix some stuff. So uh, it's been a long time, but I feel like, uh, you know, I've got a lot further to go, but I'm definitely in a, in a way better spot than i've ever been i can say did you did you feel like you wanted because i've gone to therapy for so many i i haven't gone in probably a year but i've been going on and off for years i had one therapist fell asleep while i was talking to him <laughs> that's it was fucking so, enraging that's great this guy in, in highland park new jersey dozed off but then i'm like i don't know if i keep feeling like there's something i'm missing like there's something i'm not remembering from childhood and i, I that's why i've i keep going because i'm so like you know twisted in my thinking and uh, did therapy help you unlock the stuff you've talked about, or is that why you went to begin with? Um, well, what did I go for first? I think I went, f- I went, I first of all went because um, I broke up with my girlfriend, and it was the same reason that I broke up with my ex-wife and the wife before that, it, or, you know, not exactly the same reason, but I'm like, okay, there's, there's some sort of thing here where it, 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 it seems to be my fault. 
So I'm going to invest in this. And as you said, you got to get the right therapist. And I'd seen other guys. They didn't fall asleep on me, but they didn't understand me. And I didn't think that they were smarter than me. So I'm not going to take your advice. I don't think your heart's in it. This guy, who was recommended to me by uh, a successful, rich asshole, so, so, which means it costs more money to see him, and, and he doesn't fall asleep, and he really opens my eyes to things where others have not. And did you go to him with an idea of what was wrong, or did you like, just something has got to be fixed here? I mean, everything's wrong. I, you know, I, I was like, why, you know, why would I be angry? Why do I... Uh... It's funny, you go in for one thing, and then, you know, 10 things later, you're like, man, I am truly fucked up. Like, uh, <laughs> there's so many things that I have to tend to, it's ridiculous. Well, you're interesting, because so, I think you're know. very honest. I, I think that you talk about stuff that a lot of guys don't talk about, and the fact that, you know, you know you're a fighter... And you're a guy who's led this kind of alpha life. You know, you do all this, you know, masculine shit. You fucking fight. You did skateboarding. You've been knocked out. You're going to drive trucks. And you talk about sexual abuse. And, and a lot of people don't seem to have that combination or the ability to be honest about it. Yeah, well, they probably have that combination. They just don't want to talk about it. I can understand it's still uh, uncomfortable sometimes. Like a, it's that, that weird feeling I get when I'm like, oh, God, here's, here goes my mouth again. So, you know, but it's... But, I, you know, I make a living out of it, and and it and it's helped. You know, I feel like a lot of people from the show they they relate to me, and they say how much I've helped them, which is motivation for me to keep being honest and and keep letting it out. And and it's therapy outside of therapy. You know, what I mean, I'm just letting it all out. And the and the older, the wiser I get, the less people's negative opinions mean to me. So. I'm happy, man. That's interesting. So you say, like on the like on your show, just talking about your whatever issues you have. That that's that's a form of therapy, is what you're saying. Yeah, that for sure. You. I mean, you get it out. I mean, you can't see the person's face. But that's when you get when you get mail from people that they're like, "Hey, man, I'm the same person." Because I would have sworn that I'm the only person alive that has this situation or the the numerous situations. But every time I talk about something, I get a DM from Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat saying, hey, man, you're not alone. Like, I got the same thing. So it that, helps. That's awesome, man. I just told Jimmy this morning, man, when we were starting off, that I'm going to start using this show as therapy. And I confess that I shit myself on the elliptical. So I'm probably going to get a lot of messages from people that have been shitting themselves or shat themselves that, hey, man, I was there too. And they're going to they're gonna really, um, you know, feel... Uh, they're going to identify with me now. So. <laughs> it yeah, happens I to the best of us, man. I, I did that, and then Tony Hawk said that he shit himself the, doing the 720, and then we're off to the race. There you see this? There you see that, Jimmy? See where, what did, where did you shit yourself? Shit Jimmy? <laughs> what, what were you doing when you shit yourself? Uh, what, wait, I shit myself three times. <laughs> He's like, which time? The first time I shit myself was uh, at a, in Encinitas at a skateboard ramp, and I was uh, rolling in off this big rolling down into the ramp. And uh, when I when I hit the bottom of the transition, I shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I, I flew into the air the other side, and when I was in the air, I was like, no way, like, fuck, I shit myself. So I confessed right there and then, and then I talked about it on the radio. But the last one was probably about a year ago in the steam room with my girlfriend. Oh no! She's on one side, I'm on the other, and I just need. I'm like, my stomach hurts. I need to fart, and I'm like, and it's like, oh. and I'm like, oh my god. She's like, you did not, and I'm like, I fucking did. I've got to go, and I had like those trunks on that have the <laughs> the underwear built in. So I went to the bathroom and cut them out and put it in the trash and 
<laughs> it went back. So I had, I've done it three times. Two, two of them I, I would blame hangovers. You were in a steam room in a, gym, in a gym? <laughs> nah, steam, in a steam room place, like a sauna place. In front of my girlfriend, who I'm not into like shitting my pants around. Yeah, no, no that's definitely no, not that's no. not a fetish. Even, even I haven't touched that fetish, and I've hit most of them. It's <laughs> fucking great. So, yeah. uh, are you are you doing better, man? Um, did, did you ever get to confront? I mean, I I heard you talking about it. Your dad was the one who abused you. Did you ever get to confront him, or is he dead? He's dead. Oh, uh, and and he died how long ago? Um, about ten years ago now. Oh, so okay, so this it was really far removed. Yeah, yeah. When he died, I didn't think it was him at all. Do you hate him? No, no, I don't. I actually did some uh, MDMA therapy. Another another therapy thing that I've tried to do is uh, where where you take MDMA around a doctor, and instead of getting high and, and uh, drinking and smoking weed, you right when it hits you, he asks a bunch of questions and you start to tap into your memory that you probably usually wouldn't have because. The first time I remembered I was molested, I was 21, and I'd taken a bunch of drugs, and my imaginary friend told me in front of my girlfriend in a, in a swimming pool at a, at a hotel. So you take these drugs, and, and all of a sudden it opens your memory so that you can remember stuff from a, a, long, way, a long time ago. And so I recalled even more of the molestation, and, 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 and that was, what, two, two years ago? Wait, so what did you, I, your imaginary I, I friend, hold on, is this some, a friend you only, you've talked to a, a bunch, or is it only that night when you were on drugs that this happened? Only, as far as I know, only that night I've ever had an imaginary friend, but I took a bunch of drugs, and everybody, uh, my girlfriend stayed, because I wouldn't leave, get out of the pool in this hotel late at night, and she was like, I'm not going to leave him, because he's so incoherent, uh, incoherent, he could drown. Right, right. And then I started talking to an imaginary friend who was telling me I was molested by my father, and then the next day, my girlfriend at the time called my mother, and she was like, I really thought that he would never remember that, so we never brought it up. And it, it turned out it wasn't his father. It was the neighbor, because you know, he said he had red hair, and the neighbor had red hair, and it babysitted him. So we just thought it was, you know, I mean, that it was the neighbor. And my father was a very violent man, and, and, and when he found out, he uh, didn't do anything to the neighbor. I've seen my dad punch people's teeth out of their face for cutting them off in traffic. So it took a long time to come because I just didn't want to face that. That that would be, you know, that was my idol. So I would, I would first of all, to know that I was molested at, at 21 years of age after watching Oprah going, those poor bastards that have been molested must right. be terrible to think that I'm one of them. And then, you know, 20 more years later to think that it's my father just, it fucking, it was the, easily, you know, I mean, the hardest thing I've been through was, Four years ago, realizing it was him around the same time I got a divorce. It was the worst, lowest part of my life by was, far. Was he violent towards you or just towards other people? Uh, I mean, you know, he never like punched my teeth out or anything, but, you know, you get in trouble, you get punched in the head or, you know, open hand because he was a big guy. So, but yeah, I, I've been shit whipped several times by my old man. So when something he was like. He's an angry guy. So when you, when you realize something like that and you're an adult, it's not like you're a teenager. What what do you do with it? How do you process it, or how how does it change you once you know it? Well, at first, you go back to your old ways and you hide from it, which is, uh, you know, I start drinking again and smoke weed all day every day. So, how long were you sober? Uh, uh probably like four years or something back when I was married the first time. Okay. 
And then, you know, I, when my little brother died, I started smoking weed again. And and then, uh, you know, I'd have a drink, but never out of control. And then when I got divorced and then went to rehab and realized all this other stuff, that's when I, you know, once again, I got a business to run. I, you know what I mean? I didn't black out and fucking headbutt people, but I drank a couple of days a week. And it's just, it just didn't work for me. You know, I'm an antidepressant. That kind of shit just, I just couldn't get out of it. And I made no efforts to get out of it. I would go to therapy and there'd be a lot of stuff that I had to face and we would make steps towards the right direction, but never a hundred percent. Let's fucking get this thing solved. Cause I, I just couldn't be sober. I just couldn't face it wholeheartedly. So are you doing okay with that now with, with being sober? I am. I'm in, yeah, I'm in AA and I have a sponsor and, and I have a good group of people around me and, and I, like I said, I've never been more content on just existing in my in my whole life. Yeah, man, it's weird. Like when I when I got sober, and I'm and to this day still, I'm I'm always looking for something. It's really really hard for me just to feel comfortable. You know, it's got to be either it's right. food or it's sex or it's anger. There's always something kind of driving me. I don't know how to to do. Tony Robbins said something about how people crave either certainty or uncertainty, and maybe that's what it is. Like I I just can't just relax and feel good about where things are. Right. It's not easy, man. It's weird. That I don't think I would really pay attention to that before. You know, now I'm sort of, you know, how's your, how is right now? Right now it's pretty good. I don't think I've asked myself that question for some time. It's like staying in the moment, right? I mean, that's what it's like. Yeah. Sort of like, that's yeah. why I think I like fighting so much. Cause that would, that would be that you could be in the moment, you know, that would be that thing that could switch off all negative, anything in my life. I would just be, you know, get your fucking head out of the way, Jason. Like yeah. that, that got me in the zone. You know, it's also probably if, if there was any, you know, having the child that you had, who knows? Maybe that was some a secret way to get rid of that anger too, you know, or, or whatever those feelings were. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there was definitely a lot of pent up aggression, and and I was always sort of, you know, I didn't come from the streets, you know, like the, you know, there were some tough times when the, when they were really when I was really young, but you know, I didn't, I wasn't around, I didn't. I guess I saw people do heroin and stuff, but I don't, you know, I just don't see myself as like some kind of thug that had no chance. Like he's only escape with skateboarding. Like bullshit. I could, I mean, I had a, I could have stayed in school. You know, I, I was from suburbia. Like, but I was definitely very angry at times. Now let me ask you: Are you still are you still watching the fights? Are you currently watching a lot of the uh, MMA, UFC, and whatnot? All day, man. Did you All watch day. the fights this past weekend with Holly Holm? And yeah, I did. And Valentina, yes, I, I was wrong. I was completely wrong on uh, all, all fights. I'm, I'm terrible when it comes to picking. I try to keep my mouth shut because I don't want to jinx the person that I want to win. <laughs> winning sounds like Jimmy. Jimmy says the same thing. I'm awful. The one I picked correctly, I picked um, Barboza over Melendez. That one, I, I, I could you believe that one of the judges scored a 29-28? I mean, what the fuck were they watching? Yeah, the judges don't surprise me ever. Honestly, I always, I always, I'm like, wow, okay, that was uh, a, a split decision. Really, I, I disagree completely, but whatever. Yeah, but the Holly Home fire, I don't know, I don't know what to say. I, I'm like, she's a boxer. You know what I mean against a Muay Thai fighter? To me, a boxer against a Muay Thai fighter, I don't believe Muay Thai fighters or kickboxers have hands as good as boxers. And Holly's a good kicker as well, so. Why can't she just knock her out? But she just didn't look like she wanted to get in there. She looked very hesitant from the start, really. 
Yeah, it looked to me like she was, was telegraphing a, a lot. Like I, I could see before she was going to do what she was doing. And Shevchenko had such an amazing... I've never seen anybody throw a better back fist, a spinning back fist, so many times, and she threw a reverse. Like She was really unpredictable. Yeah, no, I, she won fair and square. And she was very game, and, and you're dealing with two counterpunchers. You're dealing with two people that are great at capitalizing on people coming forward. Valentina is very, uh, very patient on her feet. And then when and she lets it go, she lets it go, and she pulls the trigger. And I like how she threw in once in a while. She threw in a nice takedown. You know what I mean? Like, once yeah. you're thinking, oh, it's just standing, it's just standing, boom. She comes in there and underhooks, you know. I mean, she mixed it up nice. She was very composed. And, uh, you know, styles make fights, man. That was uh, – that, that, I, I enjoyed the fight. I, I thought it was it was um, very strategic as far as with uh, Valentina. Yeah. I thought Holly could have uh... – Maybe just too nice, you know. I don't know. Maybe get a little Nate Diaz, and because you, as you said, counter striker. Well, yeah. you won't. You, you got. You couldn't wait, and you started charging. And you started getting tagged for it. Yeah. Why not? In like poker, or, you know, put, put your hands in the air. Say, "Come on, bitch, come at me!" Because uh, you know, I mean, they both could have just stood there until the crowd started booing. But I guess Holly had to charge. Yeah. And uh, I'll tell you, it, 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 it did cost her, but she was game up until the end. I mean, I really do love watching Holly Holm fight because she is, she is a competitor, you know? It's not like she ever was really taking a step backwards. She was really trying, but uh, yeah. again, I'll tell you, that whole women's division is, is, all, is all crazy right now. I because, know. Uh, even that Valentina, like when Valentina fought uh, now the champ, Amanda Nunes, uh I mean, she—if that was a five-round fight, that could have been very different because she started to come out because she won the third round, and uh, being a little so pa- being, being as patient as she is, it might have cost her early on. But she said she learned from that, and she'd like another shot at uh, at, at the champ now. So she I'll tell you, didn't get a full camp for that either, right? What's that? She didn't get a full camp on that fight either. I'm she? not. Chris, the producer's shaking his head. And he's going to look that up now. But I don't. I think. Yeah, I think she took that on short notice. But uh, right. he's going to make sure of that. But she, I'll tell you, she, uh, it, it, the, the styles now, I mean, it's almost like it can almost change hands. I mean, it, uh, on whichever fight's next. And now you got, and you still, we got to wait for it to see if Ronda's coming back or when. It's it's exciting time, man. I'm, I'm telling you, I never yeah. thought, I, I don't want to say this the wrong way, but I never thought I would, I, back from back in the day to now, I loved the women fights, some of the best fights, man, on, on there. They're always so, yeah. they're always so game. No. Yeah, I agree, and and they're really good. I mean, it used to be like you know, in the, when there was female boxing, they were game, but they were terrible. So yes. they all got tagged up a lot. But I don't see that in women's MMA at all. I feel like some of them are better than the guys. Yes. They might not be as strong, but like the Joanna Chechik or whatever. Oh, I mean, yeah. her striking is better than. Uh, Almost all the dudes. Oh, she's, like, she's amazing. Well, she's, Yin Jay Chick, yeah, I can't think of anybody who throws or kicks better than she does or more accurately. I can't think of one guy even who does it better. Maybe, maybe Frankie Edgar. <laughs> and I don't know how I found it, but there was a, there was a video, like a five-minute video of just her staring at people. <laughs> just those stare-downs, which she gets almost like all bent over and she's in their face. Now she's a, that one's a wild one, man. She's tough as shit. She's an angry lady. <laughs> yeah. She's just, <laughs> oh man, she's elbowing and punching and just, she's a tough, tough chick. Did yeah, you? I love that last five. I love that. Oh yeah. We what? talked about, oh yeah, we were there live. Yeah, that was, that was fantastic. It. Did you see, uh, Gano against, and I, I'm not going to say the other guy's name, right? Uh, uh, Mihailovic, is that how you say his name? Was that Francis? Uh, yeah. Francis Gano against, <laughs> uh, I guess, uh, Bo, Bo, uh, Boyan or Bohan uh, Mihailovic. Did you see that fight? Well, on this card? Uh, yes. 
Is that the, which which because when it comes to I'm with you, Jimmy. When it comes to really crazy foreign names, you're gonna have to explain the fight. A it might have been he. He was a, he's a French guy. He he's a he's a giant black guy. He literally like if aliens like that. That's a, <laughs> if aliens came here and said we need a specimen a special of a male like that's who they should hand over. He's just a giant, yeah, a perfectly thing. built guy, and you're like, there's no way this. He outweighed him by like thirty pounds. <laughs> And uh, that was a yeah, devastating. I don't really see how that's a fair fine. Like what? That guy's like a little fat guy. I'm like, man, what is yeah. this? Like, it, like uh, if he's a little fat guy and he's the greatest striker in the world, <laughs> then maybe we've got to sell the fight. But you got like, you look like a bob roller against a giant. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that dude was two sixty, and he, he he walks around like he's a. He's a 185er. Look, he's just a giant version of it. Like, that's his <laughs> well, I, well, I think, hold on. I think Mihailovic was, uh, was, was 10 and 3. I think he had lost three fights, if I'm remembering correctly, and then was on a 10 fight win streak. I believe. Yeah, but not in the UFC. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I think he was not in the UFC. But, I mean, I think he did have at least a, a, you know, a, a decent record. Well, listen, as we've seen, Jason, I'm sure you've seen before in other MMA events and whatnot, especially the smaller shows with the heavyweights. You either got some, you know, hey, man, they're good, or you got some really shitty heavyweights out there. So you can have a record like that, but he never met anybody like fucking Francis. I'll tell you right now, no. man. That motherfucker, no. he was stalking him down, and I saw the other guy just not, not, he was almost like me on the elliptical. I'm not saying he was shitting himself, but he was, he was <laughs> fucking backing up. Jason, I thought he was going to try to get through the cage. He was like, Francis was stalking him. Holy shit, he man. He tried to run away from the cage. <laughs> And you didn't realize that homie's arms were taped. Oh, dude, there was, there, it was a fucking Michael Myers movie. I was scared. <laughs> I was scared for him. I'm like, oh, get out of there. Holy yeah, shit, man. I to him for facing him in the first place because, like, the way in, just stand up against a guy and he's fucking oh, hit so much, so much higher up than yours. You're like, okay, <laughs> I wonder- how, how do I get that head? I wonder. I wonder if he saw who he was fighting before he signed, and they go, "Ah, oh, you got some French guy named Francis." He's probably like, oh, "Then after the weigh-ins, he looks at his manager. You're fired." Fucking, who's, that's Francis. Holy shit, man! That was great. That's the UFC man put throwing him in there. I think you're right Good too. I think that was his. Jay, I think you're right. I think that was his first UFC fight. Yeah, that was his UFC debut. That yeah. was his debut. Boy, Which they, one? Not Francis. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mihailovic. I think that was his first fight. That was a that was a rough one. Well, you really, I I really enjoy you, man, Jason. I I love the fact that you'll talk about anything, and you're not. Been before we wrap up. How's the relationship now? Are you looking towards marriage again? Are you doing good? Yeah, I don't think she's gonna hear the the podcast, but yeah, I mean, I actually went to some stand up the other day, and I fucking they put me in the front seat, and I'm like, man. I got a head tattoo. I don't really. You know, I'm. I'm just starting to like really enjoy going out and watch some stand up. I'm like, someone's gonna call me out for having a fucking haircut that's a, that's ink. And and uh, this lady that first comes out, she's like, "Whoa, you guys together how long? Four years. When are you gonna propose? What's your fucking deal? What's your problem?" I'm like, "God, leave me alone." <laughs> that's fucking. But I, I understand when you have a painted head, people are gonna point out. You know, Norm Macdonald came out of nowhere and oh. did stand up. Blew my fucking mind. Oh Good really? I'm a Wasn't huge, I'm a huge fan of Norm Macdonald. Just they coming up next, Norm Macdonald. I'm like, what? Amazing dude. Look, I don't think he had a shower. He had like a giant stain on his stain on his sweatpants. <laughs> He's a champion. I but yeah, that. I'm in love with my girlfriend, and and uh, as soon as I uh, am in a financial situation that, that is a little better, maybe maybe I might do it. Maybe I won't. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything. Are you, are you one of those guys too? Like when I meet a girl, no matter how open she is or how 
you know, in tune with each other we are sexually or physically or mentally. It, it's always hard for me to go like, this is the person. It's almost like that's where I look for uncertainty. It's hard for me to go, I like this person and I'm cool with this person. I, how, how the fuck do you know? Well, I, I, I've always, I always pull the trigger too fast. So this time I'm trying to do it the right way. Like I, I feel like, you know, man, I'm in love and uh, let's do it. Or, or, or you're pregnant, let's do it. Like there, there, there's always been circumstances where I kind of had a feeling it wasn't the best way. So for me, if I wait four years and I know the ins and the outs of, of, of this person and, you know, I mean, the sex thing, because, you know, me and Katie are really compatible sex-wise, but that's not forever, you know? It, that can't be – I'm not going to marry somebody because we fuck good. That's stupid. We need way more than that. And, and, you know, I've got two kids as well, so she needs to be a good stepmother. And I think, we've, you know, I mean, through therapy, I've grown and then she's grown and – Things are really good, but I, you know, I mean, I'm not 100%. I guess I am now, but I haven't been in the past because why would you be in love with me? I'm crazy. You know, I don't think I, I wouldn't do it to anybody. I wouldn't marry anybody until I figured I was stable enough to to back it up and actually stay married because I'm not getting divorced again. That shit is ridiculous. <clears throat> Well, listen, man, I think we're all fucking crazy. I think normal is a made-up word. Yeah, I don't you two are. <laughs> I think fucking Norton is, and I think I get along with him so well. I think I am, too. So. At least I don't shit my pants on the elliptical <laughs> I machine. Got, I got nothing to come back with. <laughs> However, I have done it. Wait, 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 Jimmy, you haven't shit your pants, or are you just holding that? No, no, I've, I've shit, but even in more embarrassing times. <laughs> like, let's just say when there's a special young lady standing behind me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I can't take that, I can't take that. You know, so yeah, we've all had our embarrassing mishaps. <laughs> <laughs> And Jason, Jason, yo, last time I talked to you, bro, you were you were balls deep into Vikings. Is there anything I should be watching now? Because Game of Thrones is over, and I got nothing. And I'm, what about that Last Kingdom? Is that something, or should I throw that on the floor? You see that? I I don't see that. I'm I'm uh, I'm deep into making a murderer. This thing is fucking making me so angry. I can't wait to get to the end of it. I think it's super awesome. And then uh, this other thing on Netflix. Uh, Stranger Things. Oh, I'm, dude, I said that well. the last one. I told Jimmy about that, man. I'm just, I'm on the second episode. I'm getting into that, man. That's yeah, funny. I'm all the way through the end of it. I fucking, I ran it a whole weekend. Uh, and, into my head every night. It's good. You digging it? You dug it? Oh, I love it. Oh, cool. But making a murder, everyone keeps talking about it. I'm one of those guys where if everyone keeps talking about yeah. it, I'm not going to watch it because I yeah. hate being on the train. Yeah. But I just started like i'm way late and i'm and i'm i, I can't stop watching it and i and I, I gotta like turn it off before i go to work because i'm pissed i'm yeah. pissed for the guy i hate the man like please <laughs> give this guy a break what the fuck even though i know it I, I like i don't know the outcome yeah i cannot wait what episode are you on now out of 10 eight Okay, yeah, well, I'll be interested to talk to you after it's over and get your thoughts on it. I'm not going to say what happens or what doesn't happen, but you watch it and uh, be interested to talk to you in a couple weeks and see how you feel about it. I would love to talk to you, Jimmy. I'm a huge fan. You know that. Thank you, buddy. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you. And uh, when do you make the move to mornings on Sirius XM? August 8th. All right, well, uh, check out the Jason Ellis Show if you have Sirius XM. And uh, in the afternoons for now, noon to four on the West Coast. That's nine to one here in New York. And um, moving to morning soon. When are you back in town? Uh, I don't know. Whenever they want me to come back in town, I'm always ready to go. I went there just the other day to do that contract thing, but I was there for uh, one day. But I was. I mean, you know what? I think I'm going to go there because we're going to. The show's going to go and do something in front of a studio audience. But I think that'll be a couple months from now.
Okay. Well, uh, maybe I'll be in L.A. Uh, yeah, first. man. I would love to hang out. When you're in L.A., why don't you come on my show? Both of you guys. I would love to. Anytime. We got to go out there and do some promotion. I would, I would love to if, if you would have us. And I, w- I would love to do Rogan's show if he would have us. Like, just to do a bunch of stuff to promote the podcast would be I'm awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about it, man. I'm a huge fan of both of you guys. Thanks, Jason. Good talking to you, man. I'm happy that you're doing well. Right. Yeah, Jason. Thanks, Thanks man. man. See you soon, buddy. And it's uh, Ellis right. Mate on Twitter, too, if you guys want to follow Jason on Twitter. I, I love how honest he is. You know, it's, it's one of those things where... You know, I, all the stuff I've admitted in my life, and when you hear other people admitting stuff, it, 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 all it does is make people who hear it comfortable. Like, I never care if it makes people uncomfortable. Uh, you know, I, I always care about the people who go, oh, my God, I relate to that. Like, oh, I'm so glad you said that. So uh, good for it's Jason, true, man. man. And, uh, it's true. That's why he's got such a following. He's man. only helping people by talking about that stuff. <clears throat> exactly. And I'm into helping people, as you all know. Yes. Um, I help people in a number of ways. If you want to catch me uh, on stage, you can catch me in Montreal this weekend. Ooh. I'm doing uh, festival shows. Nice. Uh, July 30th and 31st, I think. Oh, and uh, nice. then I got Minneapolis and uh, Pittsburgh coming up, jimnorton.com, and Australia very, very soon. Uh, but you got to be unique. You got to look good. You got to feel good. See, this is perfect for me because I'm going to go on stage. I want to look good. I want to feel good. Listen to this deal we have for you. You get a one-of-a-kind, made-to-measure suit from Indochino. Indochino? Is reinventing men's fashion. And uh, made-to-measure suit is the best suit you're ever going to own. So suit up. Customize the details you want. Pick your linings, lapels, personal monogram, and more. 14 unique measurements going to making a suit that fits you perfectly. You're not going to go wrong with the well-crafted 100% merino wool suit. Mm. Also, check out their made-to-measure dress shirts and men's accessories. Made-to-measure suits are now affordable and available to the masses thanks to... Indochino! It looks great. It feels great. When you look good, you feel good, and you're going to feel confident. So here's the deal. And there's a money-back guarantee, too, oh. by the way. Today, our listeners get any premium suits for just $399. That's up to 50% off at Indochino.com while entering UFC at checkout. Plus, shipping is absolutely free. There's no reason not to try your first custom-made suits with a deal this good. And a suit classic from their premium collection is going to look good, feel good, and it's going to last. That's Indochino.com, promo code UFC, for any premium suit for just $399. That's less than $400. I guess you know that. And free shipping. What's the name of the company, Matt? Indochino! Your look, your way. Good God, are we good at this. (laughs) Oh my God, the money should be rolling in. This is UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports UFC Unfiltered. Rocket Mortgage brings the mortgage approval process into the 21st century. Fast, powerful, and completely online, Rocket Mortgage has taken all the complicated, time-consuming parts of applying for a mortgage out of the equation. Hate searching through stacks of old files and paperwork? Of course you do. With Rocket Mortgage, you can easily share your bank statements and pay stubs at the touch of one button, helping you get approved in minutes for a custom mortgage solution that's been tailored to your unique financial situation. Even better, with Rocket Mortgage, you can do all of this on your phone or your tablet. It's a quick online process that you can manage from the convenience of your couch. So if you're looking to refinance your mortgage or buy a home, check out Rocket Mortgage today at quickenloans.com slash unfiltered that's quickenloans.com slash unfiltered equal housing lender license in all 50 states nmls consumer access.org number 3030 all right where are we I now quite enjoyed jason ellis i'm really happy that was a good time there. man i had a good time talking to him yeah we talked to him for a while there's so much stuff we didn't even get into too so the next call we have uh we have other stuff to tap into 
because uh, he, he, you know, he just talks about anything. No, he's a fuck, man. He's an open book. You know why I, I like respect that? Because I've interviewed in, over the years so many people. And yeah. what you really appreciate is people who just talk to you. Yeah. And there are so many people that are like, ah, I don't want to get wanna... into that. Hey, let's not go there, guys. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck are you talking into a mic yeah. for then? Exactly. What are you doing? Exactly. That's why I want to bear my soul on this show and my ass. And that's why I was so open this morning. I, it's not even about uh, cockapoopa duty. It's about... It's about being honest is what yes. it's about, you know? It is about <laughs> being open and being honest. Yeah, I mean, it's people do relate to it. And, and those that make sense. I think the benefit for people feeling comfortable with you is outweighs the, the, the detriment of people being uncomfortable. Ah, that's a good point. That you is know, true. I think that's more important. And yes. before we talk to uh, Tyron Woodley, yes. I do want to mention that uh, Mendez uh, got popped. Uh, been suspended for Man. two years, testing positive, GHRP-17. Uh, it's a growth hormone releasing oh, Pepti uh, peptide. What does peptide do? Do you know? Fuck no, man. Me I'm neither. Not, I am the worst with all the steroid stuff because I have no clue. I never did it. You know, I'm on TRT now as a as a retired guy, fighter and stuff. But what does that do for you? The TRT? Yeah. It helps your recovery. It just it just gives you all. But if you take that, sorry to interrupt you. If you take that, like TRT, it helps you recover. It gives oh you, yeah, man. Does it make does it like make you have tits if you don't take it? No. Uh, if you don't take what? Like, no. is there anything that you have to, if you're on I it, believe there's a way, no, there's to get off it, you have, there's a way to get off it the right way, because, you know, get your, uh, get your, get your balls working again, if you want to have, if I want to have kids again, I have to get off this to get the factory working down. Wait, did, but does it, does it shrink your balls? No, my balls are pretty nice and healthy. Nice hefty bag? <laughs> I didn't notice my balls shrink or anything, but I think I'm taking just enough to just you know, help me out with stuff. You know, again, I don't know any of this shit. This is all foreign to me as far as what he's taking, but it's it's obviously a banned substance and it's fucking, what is it again? What is he taking? It was G uh, called this? GHRP-17. Fuck. Growth hormone releasing peptide. And, and how long is he? Uh, two years, so he can't until June 10th, 2018. How old is he now? Uh, I do not know. We don't have that but in front dude, of us. Man, I'm going to guess in his early Listen, 30s. man, and I, and, I, and I like all those fucking alpha, fuck, alpha flight. That's, that's a fucking alpha males. Alpha flight's a fucking comic book. Uh, I'm just a man child. But I like all those guys, man, and not just because they're my height. They're just, they're solid dudes. Uh, Uriah Famous crew over there. And I met, and I know Chad Mendez, and he's always been a pleasant, pleasant guy. And it's, but it's, but it's fuck. it really is fucked up, though. I mean, you can't be, I mean, again, man, you're taking this stuff, giving you a, um, an unfair advantage, and you're you're getting more powerful, and and, and to, to 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 do bodily da uh, harm to people. Uh, you know what I mean? Your your opponent. I mean, you're looking to take this guy out, submit him, get a limb, slam him on his head, punch him in the face. I mean, and you're getting more powerful. You're becoming more powerful to do that. I mean, fuck, man. Give the guy four years. You know what I mean? To get him out of there. Yeah, it is a tremendous... Uh, I mean, also, besides Mendez, uh, everyone knows that Lesnar, he failed a second yeah. test, and this time it was an in-competition one, which is a 12-hour window before and yeah. after the fight. What the fuck does that mean? It's the same banned substance, so uh, Usada, they won't reveal the name of it unless he makes it public. I guess it's a medical thing, so there's a privacy issue, and he's facing at least a two-year ban from UFC. Um but uh, you know the process. He gets to go through the process. Uh, you know, first from uh, USADA. So uh, the Nevada Athletic Commission. Uh, they have jurisdiction in both cases. So he's probably going to get sanctioned by both bodies. But like, but like the guy shouldn't get paid anything if he's like. I don't. Oh, they're going to get fined. <laughs> Yeah, you're getting fined, but you're still getting paid, though. Well, when Lesnar kind of came in late in the game, like, and I'm not excusing it, but it seems mm -hmm. like they signed him late. Didn't he get some kind of a, uh, where he didn't, he, because he, he had passed a bunch of things. What was the thing he got, like, this, uh, 
he got like a special exception for yeah you're supposed to get tested for you know x amount of months but he got an exception however they did test him like eight you know eight nine times before the fight he passed at least three of them i believe he has you know letters that he actually passed them but then he failed two and particularly one on the day of the fight he failed it on july 9th so and uh and jones had tested positive for uh clomiphene or is it clomiphene i don't know it's listed as an anti-estrogenic substance on the ban list and traces of uh letrozole which is an aromatase uh what is that uh, aromatase inhibitor which uh worked to prevent the uh, synthesis of androgens such as testosterone into estrogen I just read that. I have no idea. I don't know anything about the drug. This is where you need fucking Rogan. Nobody else is this shit. Nobody else is blaming any cock pills, are they? No, I mean that was what we heard. Uh, It was it was a rumor we heard, and we but we said it was just something a rumor that we heard. No one said it was really. Oh no, nobody. I guess I I think I was hoping that that's what it was. I I I, I was hoping that it was a guy just hey taking a dick pill, you know, because I like John and I I don't want to think of him doing anything he shouldn't be doing. Yeah, I'm hoping it was just a substance he didn't know was tainted. But what what's the uh, what the fuck do these guys have? Because how do they think they're getting? If anyone who's doing it and, know, and doing man. it on purpose, how do you think you're gonna? Everyone's getting caught. <sighs> There's guys out there like fucking chemists, and everybody thinks they're smart, and then they get popped, and now they're, they're taking the bench for a while. And and good, good. I'm not attacking Chad, man. Uh, I like that guy. You know, I like Chad. But anybody who's cheating, man, should just dude sit on the bench, dude, for a while. Yeah, you're putting other people in definite danger physically. What's uh, up, Chris, the producer? I was just going to say, Chad Mendes is 31. He's 31? Uh, and peptides uh, help to burn fat, build muscle, and improve athletic performance. Oh. Okay, so that's a real, so, yeah. yeah. And by the way, this is this is what a shallow fucking loser I am. Talk to me. When you said he's 31, I literally wanted credit for kind of guessing that he was 32. Like, I wanted oh, people yeah. to go, like, hey, Jim, get, like, like who gives a fuck? But I wanted <laughs> someone to acknowledge. I don't even know if I said it out loud or just thought Man, that he's 32. I mean, dude. It's amazing when we look for credit. It's just totally unimportant. <laughs> I was 31, 32. I was close. What did I win? Nothing. Oh, I humiliated myself in the airport. Um, as you know, I'm a big fan of... I like meeting celebrities as much as everyone. I don't know. People look at me and they go, but Jim, you're such a... Ce-. No one says that. I was uh, in the airport. I had done the Juggalos gig and I'm flying back with my road manager. Um, he's... Uh, we're in there and I see a guy, I see a black guy with an eye patch. So I see a guy come up and take a photo with him, and I immediately go, that's Slick Rick. You know who Slick Rick is, right? Yeah, of course, man. Okay. But people in our age Slick group Rick's say... Slick Rick's ruler. Sl- yes, but any girl that I want to sleep with would go like, I've never heard of him. And as soon as I hear a girl go, I've never heard of Slick Rick or Dougie Fresh, my dick jumps, because I'm like, oh, good, she's under 25. <laughs> so I was... Uh, I met... <laughs> I, I see Slick Rick, and I had met many years ago. I was doing a set at the Comedy Cellar, and Slick Rick was in the audience. <clears throat> and uh, none of the comedians would acknowledge him, you know, because there's that whole cool, hey, we're all performers thing. But I'm on stage, and I'm in the middle of my act, and I'm like, Slick Rick, I fucking love you. I said it from the stage, and the audience gave him a nice round of applause. Okay. And he liked it. He liked it. It was yeah. acknowledged. And um, I, I said afterwards, I want to take a photo with you. And he nodded, okay. And the owner, uh, who, who's since dead, Manny from the Comedy Cellar, was in the back. He used to always take photos of the comedians. He got yeah. photos of everybody on stage there. Romano, okay. Williams, fucking, uh, just every Seinfeld. So Manny was in, he goes, uh, do it now. You know, Manny was just, and uh, I'm like, do it now. And then Rick goes, okay. So he comes up on stage and we take a photo together on stage at the Comedy Cellar. Okay. So I see him in the airport. I'm like, I wonder if he'll remember that. Because again, he was at a show and he yeah. got called up to the stage. This wasn't just something, I met him in a it's deli. Something maybe uh, you'd probably you know make the memory bank. But I, I I walk up to him and I'm like, Rick, you probably don't remember this. Uh, years ago, you were at the Comedy Cellar and I was on stage. And already he's looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking I was, about? I thought you were going to say he was going to cut you off and go, Jimmy, 
No? No, it wasn't quite that good. Um, because he's looking at me, and, and I'm like, and then I, I'm like, when he didn't remember that, oh, I'm no. like, I'm like, none of the comics would acknowledge it, but I'm like, I said, hey man, and you came up on stage, and he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't. Uh, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, like that was a pretty. How busy is your life that you? <laughs> but I, I felt like a dick. I literally felt like the guy who walks up to you and goes, dude, you remember me? I had a Yankee hat on and I waved at you. <laughs> No, yeah. stupid, I don't. <laughs> I get that all the time. Dude, you might not remember me, but I saw you at a restaurant, and I yelled, good show, and you were like, thanks. Yeah, yeah No, no I, I don't. <laughs> That's how I felt. He was polite, yeah. and then I said to him, I'm like, oh, okay, because I didn't have the photo on my phone. I certainly can't scroll through my photos. I mean, how do you explain, like, you know what I mean, 10, <laughs> ten different penises? Uh, so I said to him, I said, uh, I said dude, I, I, I'm hosting, uh, co-hosting UFC Unfiltered. Uh, it's a podcast. We're doing pretty well. We'd love to have you in studio. We just had DMC. And, and immediately he's like, oh, my, my wife does all that stuff. So I'm like, oh, okay. And then a woman is walking towards us. I'm like, is that her? And now all of a sudden I'm in his life. You're in his and life. He and he goes, yeah, that's her. So I'm like, well, look, I would love to have Rick in for an interview because um, he lives in New York and okay. I'm a fan. I think he's an interesting guy. And she's like, okay, uh, what's it called? And I go, and she's let me get a card. So now she leans over. People are starting to line up to get on the plane. She has to open her luggage. Oh. Now, and Rick is looking at his phone, and he's putting his headphones in. Like, he wants this fucking he interaction. Wants, yeah. He wants me to go away. And I'm feeling, like, bad. I'm like, I didn't mean to make you go in your luggage. And she's like, yeah, I don't have a card. I'm like, uh, okay. And she's like, here, let me have your number. So uh. I gave her my number, and I gave her the email and stuff, and the name of the podcast. I'm like, look it up. Google it. It's a legitimate thing. Rick, we would love to have Rick in because I do enjoy him. And uh, so then they're sitting right behind me on the plane. So I have to purposefully ignore them just so I don't seem like stalker uh. fucking irritating fanboy. And then we get off the plane and because LaGuardia is doing all this shit, uh, we have to walk a quarter mile to the to the, uh, uh, the fucking uh, garage, me and Kenny. And I'm talking about Slick Rick the whole time. And I'm like, I think I fucked up. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. We get in our car. We back out. Who's getting into a car next to us? Rick and his wife. They were walking behind us for the whole fucking quarter mile. You? But I didn't badmouth them. No. But they're behind us the whole fucking quarter mile. And wow. I'm like, they just didn't want to talk to me. I annoyed them so much. Yeah. And then we're fucking driving and they're ahead of us. And we are literally following them out of the airport. I, it was the cr I, What a fucking creeper. So if anyone's Slick Rick fans who thinks we might have him on someday, I don't no, think, we won't. I, don't I fucked he, up. I, don't, I, don't think I fucking blew it. I think we blew that. Sorry, I'm cursing so much. I really screwed up. I don't think he's making the podcast. Oh. Rick. I think he'd probably like to get the attention. The guy's been out of the limelight. I mean, he's still well known. Like he's a he's like a legend in rap. I mean, yeah. Rick's a legend. He, yeah. He's a he's a guy. You know, Lottie Dottie. I, and I'm with this girl yesterday. I'm playing Lottie Dottie, and she had, she's like, "What is this? Yeah, I, I never heard this." I'm like, "Dougie fucking... Fresh. He was beatboxing. It was only him and the Fat Boys. You don't remember? How old are you? 24." My dude's like, <laughs> yeah. That's great. Oh, I was so humiliated. But he was pleasant. Yeah. He was pleasant in a way like where you're tolerating an asshole. Yeah. Like you're tolerating a guy who you know is annoying and you know is dumb. What's with the eye patch? Does he need the eye patch? I think he has an injury. I didn't want to. Right. Get, get him on. We'll ask him. We'll ask him if he comes on air. <laughs> if he comes, uh, something tells me that's not. I don't think he's. I don't think the phones are lighting up with him. Is he? Did he? Did he give us a message yet? No, Chris, no, no. You haven't heard from him, yet. 
No, Slick Rick no? has not uh, gotten yeah, in touch. Right. But he's, I think he's Rick, the, the ruler in New York City. On, uh, I, I put that I annoyed him on, in, on Twitter. I said I annoyed Slick Rick or something. And I'm an ass. And then he just liked my tweet. So he guess, liked it. He liked <laughs> I guess he agreed with <laughs> I me. I think he agreed with you. I'm going to follow him on there. I'm not even following him. But you don't care. Like, I get crazy. When I, when I meet people, like Comic-Cons I love do. And I, I never I, get I, used to meeting people I like. What do you do at Comic-Cons? I, I, I just I, 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 I say hello to people I love. Dude, one of my happiest moments. You ever see a comedy called Used Cars? I've talked about of course, it. So Kurt Russell. Yes, thank you. Uh, Frank McRae. You know what I mean? Yeah, the big yeah. black dude when, yeah. when, when, the, when the guy's like, I don't know if I want to look inside. And Frank's like, oh, just get in the motherfucking car. Yeah. And he's shoving the guy. It's a, one of the most underrated comedies yeah. ever. So uh, the guy who played Rudy, who was, uh, oh, no, not that was Kurt Russell. The guy who played his partner. Rudy, this is a red car, Rudy. I'm not getting in this red car. <laughs> he was at a Comic-Con one day. Yeah. And it's as happy as I've, I wouldn't have been happy meeting Clinton or Obama as I was meeting this oh, guy yeah. from my favorite comedy. Oh, that's so great. Now, wait, are you there doing like signings and shit? No. Oh, not at, at all. Who would line up to look at me? I, I blink know. a lot. I'm creepy. Yeah, but you're there. But, you, but you're, what are you, you're just hanging out at the Comic Con. I got. Yeah. I never. I do Chip it? Chipperson videos at the Comic Con. Do you really? Yeah. I never. I fuck man. Piece of garbage. That was a big moment. What the first Chip on this podcast? People have been asking me when is yeah. Chip going to make an appearance? When is that guy I don't know. coming by? Who? Chip. He's here. Oh fuck. It's going to be a. Trust me, you don't want that door open. It's going to be a really. Yeah. It's a terrible mental spiral I'm going through. I got to. I'm going <laughs> to. I'm, I'm getting gonna, old, Matt. Nah, that's fucking great, man. We got to talk to Ty, uh, Ty, Tyron uh, Woodley. Yeah, man. Tyron. He's fighting. Uh, is this Saturday? Is, he's it, fighting. is it distracting when I nibble on a protein bar? No, not at all. It's more the package, but no. Go it's, ahead, buddy. <laughs> Seriously, no, you, you enjoy it. Uh, you they, enjoy it. I do. I want you to He's enjoy like, it. Go ahead, fatty, fatty. Nah, come on. Up. You look good. You work out hard. But I, yeah, that, 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 that's <laughs> Matt opening his package. But I don't care. You enjoy it. Bro. You got to eat. Can't go without eating. You ever no. see fucking Raging Bull? I'm cursing a lot now. Why am I doing that? I have that effect on people. It's like I tell people to think I'm cool. All right, let's call Tyron, yeah. Before we call Tyron Woodley, you got to say thanks to Harry's for supporting the podcast. Harry's makes its own high-quality razors, cuts out the middleman, and ships them directly to you for half the price of the leading brand. It's a good shave and a good price. It's simple. You get the best of both with Harry's Good Shave. Harry's makes just one razor with all you need for a close, comfortable shave. Five German-crafted blades, flex hinge, and lubricating strip. Quality is guaranteed. Full refund if you're not happy. Let me let me cut you off right Please there. Do. Because I must, be, I must have been using shitty razors because I usually... Have to go over like at least three times. Like you know how you like you go once and it's still not good, and you go more and yet I'm doing a one swipe. I got the, with the Harry's razors. Okay, I just one. It's amazing. It's it's so smooth. I I'd have you touch my face, but God, I don't know where your hands been. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> They're ex exactly where you think they've been. And that's exactly why I'm not having you touch my face. Fair enough. But uh, so smooth. And I got, I don't, the, the one I have, I don't know if they tell you about the grip on this thing. It's like the fucking Kung Fu grip. I got this orange. I feel like I got a fucking something in my hand. I feel it. <laughs> yeah. I, this is the worst description ever. No, it's not actually. It's just it's like a nice solid grip on this handle. It's not like a- What's the name of that handle, Chris, the producer? Uh, it's the Truman uh, blade, uh, I believe, right? That's the, fuck, man. the package. Well, it's not well, like a meek- Handle. No, it's not like one no, of these cheap, thing. awful handles. Dude, let me tell you something. My face is as smooth as a baby's ass. I feel it's so comfortable, 
And uh, I can't say enough about Harry's. I think what you're saying is this. you got to stop that? compromising on your shave. Yes. And get started with Harry's. I mean, that's what I would say. Just preach. I mean, for far too long, you've either paid way too much for a comfortable shave, or you're settling for low-priced but low-quality razors. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than a razor that's ripping pieces of your face off. I only paid 40 cents for it. Exactly. <laughs> and you look like you just were in a machete attack. Harry's <laughs> offers something you've never had before. It's a great shave at a fair price. Factory Direct prices cut out the middleman. There's no upcharges. Half the price of the leading brand. You know, Harry's starter said it's called the Truman. It's a great option for new customers, and it's an amazing deal. For $15, you get a razor handle, moisturizing shave cream, and three of Harry's five-blade German-engineered razors. Plus, there's a special offer for fans of this show. Really? Yes, of course, because we're special, Matt, and there nice. should be a special offer for fans of this program. Harry's.com. Harry's will give you $5 off your first purchase with promo code UFC. Go to harrys.com right now and look for the Truman set. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com. Enter code UFC at checkout to get $5 off and help support the show. Matt and I are hanging on by our fingernails, people. Stop (laughs) compromising. Give Harry's a try today. And anyone who supports our program, we really appreciate because Matt and I are doing really well. We're desperate here. Uh, (laughs) Harry's.com. Yes, thank you guys for supporting the uh, show. I'm looking forward to talking to uh, the Tyrant. I, I do enjoy watching him fight. I think Robbie Lawler has a very, very tough fight on his hands with this guy. He spoken like by a, a true MMA analyst. I think like Robbie a... Lawler has a tough fight Tyron Tyrant Woodley. Oh, that gym really gets to the meat of it. <laughs> He's like a, like a black He-Man figure, man. He's just like, you ever see those He-Man figures where they were all just like, Urgh. you ever play with those? As a yeah, kid? and he has the beard, the, the, the very chiseled, yeah, neat beard. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, he just, he's so powerful. So I mean, I, this, this is an interesting fight, though. I want to. Where where is this guy? Are we we, is we he call him now. Yeah, we we'll call him. Yeah, we got man. Yeah, we, we can, it's a couple minutes, Charlie. But just call him. I anyway. mean, I don't know. Stop being so OCD. Our producer is very OCD. Yeah, he's very clock oriented. He got two minutes and two minutes and thirty. Exactly. Seconds. Well, I just don't want to make you know. Ah, call him, surprise him. Ah, surprise him. Surprise him. Come on, he can't be that rigid. He's gonna fight. Uh, he's gonna fight uh, Robbie Lawler. He's got to be a little bit flexible here. It's true. Jesus. Fucking Rain Man was less <laughs> Rain the clock Man, than yeah. he is. Six, Gotta watch Jeopardy. Six minutes to Woodley. Uh, six minutes to Woodley. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let him know. We'll let him know it's a little early. Hello, this is Darren. Hi, Tyron. It's uh, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. What's up, buddy? How are you, man? What's up, crew? How you doing? Good, good. Hope you don't mind us calling you a couple of minutes earlier. Our producer was having an OCD no, no, meltdown. No, 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 better. Okay, good. Are you uh, are you busy shooting the uh, the podcast Morning Wood with uh, Dean Thomas, your sidekick? Yeah, we're going to shoot that later on today. Oh, there you go. Um, podcast is hard, man. It's hard to get guests. Yeah. I, I know that from doing it, so as much love as I can give on those, I try to. How yeah. long have you been doing that? And you're right about it being hard to get guests. It's Because it's, <laughs> people still have this weird thing with podcasting where they don't think people listen to it, and it's like people do listen to them. People will listen to podcasts a lot more because they can do it on, you live in L.A., you're in damn traffic, you can do it you know, on your way to gym oh yeah yeah people we've been getting like when we take a week or so off people are like where the hell you been at we've been waiting and you just don't realize people are it's the it's the it's the morning wood with these these nuts right is that what it's the whole thing's called yeah, i was on your show. show with these nuts <laughs> yeah say the it again show, what is it way, was hilarious what is it again say it again it's the morning wood show with these nuts yes <laughs> and where where do you guys tape and uh, how often do you do it and all that stuff we we tape weekly and um, we usually do it from satellite. So we have we got just software where it basically sounds like we're all in studio, even though we're not in studio. Um, 
actually we've never been in the same place at the same time. One time I was in India. I mean, um, Dean was in Korea, and the other guy was in L.A. So it's 2016. The technology don't hurt. But I'm amazed you could do that. That's a real skill because, I mean, I've done radio for a long time, and it's very hard to not be in the room with somebody because I, I like the eye contact or you can see when they're getting ready. to like, like Matt's sitting right next to me. That's hard to do, man. So you guys must be pretty good if you can pull that off every week. And we cheat a little bit. I ain't going to lie. You know, we, we have um, – we use Skype sometimes. Yeah. So what happened is I'll be like, you know, I'll be typing in a, uh, I'll be typing in a box, especially if we got somebody on the phone, and then they can't see the message board. So I'll be like, all right, I'm gonna ask them this, or you go next, or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, you don't want those dead gaps when it's like quiet space, and then you don't know if the person gonna go, he don't know if you are gonna go. Then yeah, both go at the same time. So we've been able to alleviate a little bit of that just because we got the. Um, the messenger on uh, some of the software we use. I th- I, and the hard part about that, what scares me about that, is the little delays. Like, I, you know, I'm terrible. When, when I make phone calls to radio shows or whatever, it's really hard because there's that whole thing like, oh, oh, oh okay, oh, sorry, you go. Oh, okay, like, you know, so yeah, if you're doing it on Skype and you're messaging, that, that's not cheating. That's really smart. That's a smart thing to do. And, and it's actually, to us, we probably are anal, so it's like literally a lot worse to us than it is to people listening. Delays aren't that that big of a delay, but I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Now, you now you decided you wanted to do a podcast, or had you had a, ever broadcast before? How, how did you and Dean connect? You know, me and Dean have been talking about this for about a year before we actually did it. So we wanted to make sure we had a good producer. We wanted to make sure we had good quality, good content. And we both had some pretty good connections through, you know, obviously through MMA, coaching, different gyms, um, some of the entertainment stuff I've been able to um, be involved with. So we wanted to do a podcast that wasn't just in the May. So we want to goof off a little bit, talk politics, talk movies, talk different sports, yeah. and just kind of say, you know, on top of the current topics. Yeah, it's nice to be able to branch out a little bit because we talk MMA on here. Obviously, it's the UFC, but it's like there's yeah. other stuff that people are interested in and the fighters are doing. Like, uh, you know, I, I'm interested in hearing about this podcast because, uh, you know, I, I didn't even know you I mean, did. You got to talk about Trump's wife ruining, like, snagging that speech. And then everybody torching her on social media. You know, it's like the funny, it's the funniest stuff ever. Yeah, that didn't look good. Like, if you're going to steal a speech, like, we've all stolen a, a bit of a speech. Like, a lot of times I'm going to fuck a girl and I'll go, four score, and she knows it's not mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I think part of it is, I don't even know if that was Milani that took it or a, a, a speechwriter. It's like, you know how all this stuff is coming out about the Democratic, uh, uh, the national chair, they were, they, they were kind of favoring yeah. Hillary over Bernie. That to me sounds like somebody who was trying to burn Trump. That's a speech. You don't steal from the sitting first lady, who's a very visible first lady and, and, and a very a great speaker and very charismatic. Who everybody, you don't steal from her and think Trump no one's... Trump is a smart dude. What's that? If for any reason, I said Trump is a smart guy. If for any reason people do not think that was purposely planned, they are out of their mind. Good publicity, negative publicity, bad, it doesn't matter. More people were talking about that than anything. So you can't just rip off the speech of the first lady and think, like, I'm talking about she might have changed one word total. You you can't do that and not think people are going to know. He knew, she knew that they were going to know, they were going to talk about it, and how much publicity has it gotten you know like people aren't really like ripping or ripping or they like stop collaborating and listen ice is ice is back with a brand new mission <laughs> she put her name at the end of it so they're yeah. like using any random quote and throwing her name at the end 
And it's funny, but it's getting them so much more attention. Well, she said, here's how you knew she was taken. And, and again, I don't, I don't know if I agree with it, the fact that Trump and her knew. I think it's embarrassing for them. I think it was a speechwriter trying to burn her. But either way, what got me was the fact that she said, my word is my bond. No white lady says that. Unless she's oh. fucking listening to an EPMD record. That, that's a fucking, that's not an older white lady thing to say. So, you know. That's the, you, 1985 yeah. New York hip hop right there. It certainly is. That's, that's a fucking. Uh, that's something you bring up the slick Rick. Yeah, who, who wrote your speech? Cool Herc? I mean, Jesus. Oh my God, that's fucking hilarious. So listen, buddy. Uh, podcasts, politics, all that stuff is great. But this Saturday, July 30th, UFC 2001, buddy, in Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, is this where your dream's going to come true? How psyched are we? Damn, you! I would be 3,000 years old, UFC 2001. Did you say 2001? What the fuck? <laughs> Did I say that? I hope so. Oh, God damn. Oh, come on, man. Yeah, I was, I said, I, I said that man. like such already, a boss. You already won your title. Man, I was so, I, goal, man. I was so, you know what? Can I tell you something? I was so excited about getting that out. I went politics to podcast. I felt I was flowing <laughs> like in a nice jujitsu flow, like fucking passing the guard oh. to Kimura. I thought I was doing so yeah. well. And I said, what did I say, 2001? Uh, UFC 2001. Right, listen to me. We, listen, I don't know how I got this gig. I'm going to be honest with you. I got such issues. <laughs> but listen, 201, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. fuck. I just suck. I'm but listen, man. this it's, Saturday. It's a long time coming. Go ahead. Talk to this me. This Saturday, July 30th, I'll be fighting ruthless Robbie Lawler. Nice. Um, in the Phillips Arena, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm excited about it. It's been a long time coming. This is what it's all about, man. This is when I first started the sport. I'm always envisioned being in this position, maybe not necessarily against Robbie or a teammate, but I envision being um, fighting for the world title, winning the world title, and you know starting the beginning of my legacy. And um, I've been able to really just just see the person at the throne with the with the belt around their waist, but not necessarily a face. So when it became Robbie, that's what allowed me to be able to go out there and compete against him and fight and really separate uh, the AZT patch. Um, from this punch I'm gonna throw. Yeah, now I know I know you guys are both uh, carrying the flag, the ATT flag, the American Top Team. How awkward is that? I mean, I mean, is it? The, are you guys both at the headquarters? You have to uh, let's listen. You train at this time, I train at that time. How, how does that work out? That was the original plan, but it, you know, I think we both, and I think just in general, we kind of realized that probably wouldn't work, man. You know what yeah. I mean? It been too awkward. And it's not really awkward, to be honest. I thought it would be awkward. You know, when I think of Robbie, I think it is dude don't give a hell. He'll fight anybody. He don't care if it's me, his dad, yeah. his damn great uncle. He'll fight anybody. But, you know, as the fight got closer and closer, maybe it was a little bit more awkward for him than, than I thought it would be. So when, that, when those emotions and those feelings start coming out, um, you know, I've been blessed to have different gyms that gave me great hospitality I own a gym, so, you know, I can do part of my camp there. And, you know, there's been times where I've just flown guys in from American Top Team. I got Dean in my corner. He's been out helping me coach. Yeah. So just in general, it, didn't, it wasn't a big deal for me to have to be at the headquarter, and it's not a big deal that it's Robbie. Like, I can honestly say I have no inkling of a, of a emotion about it being him. Like, I'm ready to fight whoever that individual is. And it's not awkward at all, to be honest. It's all I'm business. Not, it's all business. I feel weird that it's not awkward. Well, you know, it's like, he, didn't he say that he doesn't really look at you as a teammate because of this? And like, you, you think that's just him trying to separate it and make it easier for him to fight? You know, I know, I know as, a, as a fighter, I've been in 
two fight cards with him. I've been to several locker rooms with him in Strike Force. We spend a lot of time together. He's not a guy that has to be like Nick Diaz where he has to hate you. Right. But he doesn't want to be friendly Bob with you either. You know, he doesn't want to be all these, let's take selfies and all this kind of stuff. But in general, everybody has a different mindset of what a teammate is. In his mind, a teammate is someone that lives in Florida, that comes to the gym, that trains, not necessarily with him, because you got to realize when you fight for a world title, it's, it starts to become a little clickish. You have your own time. People come in and they train just with you. And I guarantee you, he's not in there training with Hector Lombard. He wasn't in there training with Ben Saunders or Colby Covington. And he might do a few rounds just for television with Masvidal. Well, those are all guys in their division. And you have to want to fight for a world title at some point. So either before we got close to fighting each other, me and Robbie weren't sparring together. That didn't make me any less of a teammate than me owning an American top team, than me being, you know, I was coaching Dean, Tiago Alves, Eve Edwards. I was a damn, you know, sparring partner for the world. I used to come in and spar in the morning, and they used to bring me back in and spar again in the evening. You know, I used to just be a punching bag when I first started fighting there. So, in general, I paid my dues, and I can't think of very many fighters on the team that deserve to represent ATT more than myself. And you look at it, it's interesting to hear you say paid my dues. When you guys are, because I'm, I'm not, you know, I've never done that. So when you guys look at new guys in the gym, is that a part of it? Is that a part of getting respect? Is that you got to go in there and be willing to spar a lot and kind of get your ass kicked? Well, I think Matt will tell you that. It's changed. This new group of fighters, um, they walk in the gym, they come to your front desk, they tell you they're going to be the next ultimate fighter or next UFC champion. They don't want to go through the process. They don't want to drill. They don't want to pay their dues. They want to just come in, quit their day job, and immediately think they're going to get groupies and a big fat paycheck. Yeah. So in general, when I say pay my dues, I was a guy that I used to set up boots at the NCAA wrestling tournament recruiting for American Top Team. I'm talking about passing out flyers, looking real telemarkety, and I used to come out and train. I mean, I was in Tiago Alves camp for uh, Matt Hughes with a broken hand. I'm talking about straight cast, steady in their sparring, trying to take them down. So on that aspect, from being a coach, a training partner, ambassador, you know, even even on my duty at, on Fox Sports 1 when I'm doing the UFC on Fox, I'm a good representative for the team. You know, I'm going to talk to schools. I own one. So in every different category that you would say a person is a part of this team, you know, I've done those things. So I, I don't take it personal. He has a different idea what a teammate is and he's, he's entitled to that and when you started i mean you're from um you're from st louis did you start you, you come from a, a really big family i mean i have one sister and that felt crowded oh hell you know you were what you were one of yeah, 13 man, i'm from yeah my mom has seven kids i have a few step brothers and my mom adopted um adopted my cousin and also adopted uh, my sister's best friend from high school her mom she came home one day and her mom just was gone I'm talking about clear apartment, no note, no letter. She's just left her, you know. And she she had a kid at the time, so my mom just adopted her, took her in, and um, that's how we ended up with the 13. And I'm 11 of the 13. I got two younger sisters. A lot of butt whoopings that just happened in the house. I mean, 10 older siblings. You don't win all those fights. Right. Who is the one that you you had the most run-ins with? Did you have one older brother that would always oh test my you? God, that's easy. Well, my sister was the complete damn terminator of the house. Um, she is, what, she's three or four years older than me. She's four years older than me, and she whooped everybody's ass. Everybody. 
she was like the neighborhood bully. So everybody knew of her. When I first, when I finally got my one time where I got a couple of licks off, I ran and I told all my friends I was so excited because she would like not just beat you up, but like embarrassingly beat you up. Like beat you with like a, like a box of fish sticks or something like that. In front of your <laughs> like that literally happened. You got beaten with a, a box of fish sticks. So yeah, new. man. She's like, what are you going to do? You have an asthma attack? Because I used to be faking asthma to get her to stop. But um, that's funny that I ended up the fighter. My sisters, man, they're all the fighters. And yet, and you would fake asthma. Did that ever work, or did she know that you were bullshitting? Hell no. She just continued. Continued the torment. So your family must be But when married. I started wrestling, everybody wanted to leave me alone. I started getting muscles. I started getting all aggressive. So the wrestling kind of made everyone want to back the hell up. Let me ask you, you're a brown belt now on the Hikaru Laborio? Yeah, I'm getting close, man. I'm getting close to switching those colors up. Nice, nice, man. You mess around with the gi at all or no? Man, I'm always in the gi. I'm going to have to come and see you sometime. Anytime, buddy. A lot of, a lot of MMA fighters don't do the gi. No, that's good. Like, I'm, I'm actually better in the gi than I am in um, no gi. Oh, that's very interesting, man. And that's very smart. Because you know why? I mean, a guy like you, you go on your back, you got to, listen, you got to be hard no matter who's on top of you to hold you down, especially with your back, your wrestling background. But now you put the gi on, now guys have got that grips. It's hard for you just to explode up and it forces you to, to, to come up strategically uh, different ways to get up to your feet or submit him, reverse him, and you just develop a better game and it slows everything down. And that's really smart, man. I'm actually... Yeah, uh, and it's hot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I had it on this morning, dude. It was brutal, but uh, I love it. Let me ask you guys both like a question. The gi is it makes you think, think more. You know what I mean? when oh, you, 100%. When you're fighting with no gi, though. Sweat out of stuff. So, I'm sorry to interrupt you, buddy. When you're fighting with no gi, isn't it harder to grab onto something because you're not, you, you, have, you normally have the gi to grab? Doesn't it make it harder for you? You don't really need to because um, what I'm saying is that when you have to think a little bit more cerebrally when you're actually grappling, it makes your setups better in um, no gi. Because you can't just, oh, just run, beast through stuff meathead style. It makes you think about your setups. It makes you really think about it, grappling in a chess match. So I always feel like I'm a couple moves ahead yeah. of, of the person I'm going. I know if I do this move, these are his options. Every time, whatever he chooses, I got to have at least two or three options to defend that. So that's what I feel like, Gee, they are, it's two different sports. Yeah. You know, I think it's like comparing Roman Greco to judo, very similar. But you know, I mean, those lapel grips are you know makes it a different sport. Oh yeah, I always, I often tell guys like, look, man, yeah, for several reasons, I, I really, I, I love that the gi has uh, it serves its purpose. I mean, not only, not only just self defense, especially being from New York, everybody's wearing a jacket, which basically that's what a gi is. I don't want anybody getting yeah. a blue belt under me if they can't put somebody to sleep with a, with a fucking North Face jacket on. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and also, it's a resistance training, man. You're standing up in a guard, you're trying to pass, and there's so many handles for the guys to grab onto to try to offset your balance or to strangle you, or you know what I mean? So you develop that solid yeah, posture. Now there's so many, there's yeah, so many benefits, so many benefits to having that gear on, Jimmy. And Jimmy, you learn how to use the body uh, that has handles because I, you're not just going to be reaching. As long as you do both, uh, you're not going to be reaching for a gear that's not there. Is oh, that, okay. that, if that answers your question. Yeah, I was just curious how, yeah. how that would, would affect you as somebody who's never wrestled once <laughs> in my life. <laughs> 
Someone's just grappling hookers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm haggle, haggling over the price at the end. I mean, that, that is kind of like the jujitsu match. Alone in that case. What's that? In that case, you want to leave the chokes alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't want to choke in that case. No, 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 because usually they cost extra. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what? What do you plan on doing? I mean, are you, are you going to try to take Robbie down, or what, what? Do you have a game plan? I mean, obviously you have a game plan. He wants to, he no, wants to just give, give out my damn game plan right here on the air, <laughs> so he can have it transcribed and, and put in his backpack when he get on the flight. Exactly. Yeah, that's I, true. I, I plan on just being a mixed martial artist. I think my advantage in this fight is the fact that um, I can grapple, I can wrestle, I can explode, I can strike, I can punch with power. If I can give you a bit of everything, you never know which one you're actually going to get. If I show you some striking, I can maybe take you down. I'll show you some takedowns. I can come back and strike, and I'll put you on the ground. You know, you having to get up and fight, I, I think that's the way you beat Robbie. No one has beaten Robbie just standing in front and embracing freaking Braveheart and 300. Yeah. You know, right. it looks good for you guys. I love fucking watching. But how many of you guys want to be on, on the – the Rory McDonald end of, you know, just standing there and getting your nose crushed in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not, I, mean, I mean, I can do that. I yeah. can think I can win that way, but do I have to? No. Uh, that's very interesting so, right there, Jimmy. I don't, know if you, I, don't, I don't know if you're picking up what he's putting down, Jimmy. I don't know, but he's, he's dropping little breadcrumbs. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Making me hungry, what? Matt. Hey, I'm basically telling you what I'm telling you. Yeah, listen. Uh, I, listen, I'm I'm right here with you. I don't need Skype yeah. to see your eyes. I know what's going on right now. <laughs> but you know, hey, listen. He he's basically saying he doesn't have to go in there with the him or me attitude with the um, Rockham and Sockham. He could. He has the power to make it either one guy could drop, but. He's being smart about this. Yeah, but why go? Th why, why put yourself through that if yeah. you don't have to? You know his right. background in wrestling. I mean, and, and it's moments where you do. It's moments where you do engage that. Yeah. He needs to know that, hey, motherfucker, I can bang with you. And I will stand in front of you. Yeah. And I'm going to be faster. And I'm going to hit you as hard as you can hit me. And I can take the punches. I can dish them out. I think it's a moment. I think it's a moment in the fight where you show a little bit of everything. But he wants the fight to be 100%. Oh, yeah. Rock him, sock yeah, He wants a brawl. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he'll get a little bit of that. He'll it's all, get what he wants. It's amazing. It's all how you put it together, you know? And that's what that's what makes this so, so exciting, you know? And, and you guys are both so powerful. So, uh, <laughs> man. Um, Think about I'm getting... this, man. When you won your UFC world title, yeah, I guarantee you, George St. Pierre was expecting you to take him down oh, and yeah. submit him. He wasn't expected to get stopped with strikes. 100%. By the black belt jiu-jitsu player, you know? 100%. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, that one I knew with my, my wrestling's nowhere near your wrestling. You know what I mean? And I knew he fought better wrestlers. So for me trying to put him on his ass, I figured I would just end up getting tired and then he'd be just shooting fish in a barrel. So I took my chance. I, I did have that attitude of him or me because I really didn't have any other choice. <laughs> I had to say, I'm going to either, yeah, but, be but either me or you, buddy. Well rounded, though. What's like, that? You said, hey, you could have just said, hey, I'm such a, a dope ass jujitsu player. I don't need to work on striking. Yeah. I don't need to work on takedown defense. And I think that making those choices early in the career yep. allows you to have that success. The same thing with myself. I could have been like, hey, I'm just a strong-ass wrestler. You can't stop me from taking me down. But, no, I spent those years in wild-card boxing getting the hell beat out of me and going to Muay Thai Academy in North Hollywood and yeah. training with the best guys. You know, I did that. So now, I mean, you, you watch me. As a fighter, but how many times you you, you just say, "Hey, Tyron's just a wrestler." Like, when's the last time you really seen me just wrestle anybody? No, listen, no, you're definitely the whole package, and that's why you're the uh, the number one contender. Let me ask number you, number four, 
number four contender, but he's fighting for the title, and yeah. I fucked that up. But who That's cares? Okay. Let's, just, let's just keep running with it. Hey, it don't matter about. It, the it don't matter. No, it doesn't number matter one anything. contender, number four. You're fighting for the I can fucking be title. In the sea. That's all that matters. Hey, do you think the layoff's going to hurt you? I mean, it's been a, you were supposed to fight Hendricks, and you had a, a you had to go to the hospital. And, and, and how do you think that's going to affect you being that, uh, out for that long? Who's had a layoff? When did I lay off? Um, well, did, hadn't you not fought in quite a while? Yeah, Jimmy. When did he lay off? I'm with you. I don't remember. <laughs> I, last time I checked, I fought in January. I would have had some time off anyway. I had a broken foot, rehabbed that baby, read books, watched Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Leonard, worried. Warriors Jones Jr. Then I had a full training camp to fight Johnny Hendricks. Damn. He couldn't stay away from the the, the, the steak at his big rig steak house. <laughs> then that fight didn't happen, so I continued to train because I didn't know which fight, what fight, when I would fight, and I continued to get better. So I'm the silent killer. Nobody knows what I've been working on. They don't know what I'm doing. They haven't seen it. And everybody's going to be surprised, and I, I look to shock the world. You know now, what? By the way, can I say that um, we're lucky that he's not in studio right now because this is that would have been bad for me. When I said layoff, this is what he would have just kind of sl- went like this. What layoff? He would have just slapped my cheek. <laughs> I, I believe in Dom- what Dominique Cruz said. He said, "Ring rust is what you make it." He said, "I've been able to come back and win a world title. Come back, you know. The last time he came back, he sh- just smoked the hell out of this guy. He fought. Um, oh yeah, I forgot the guy's name. The Japanese he guy. The hell out yeah. Of him. yeah, I know. You're yeah, Japanese about. guy. Yeah. And and what he said was, he said, it's what you do with that time off. You sit around eating Twinkies and twiddling your thumb and picking boogers and snatching out wedgies, then you are going to be rusty. You are going to yeah. get time and it's going to be off. You are going to have anxiety. But if you're training, if you're focusing, if you can't train, you need to be reading and watching videos, studying. I've studied the whole landscape. I've studied all the up-and-coming fighters. I've studied all the fighters that are currently at the top. I see guys that are making improvements. I see guys that are – Matt Brown is the same damn fighter. Robbie Lawler, the last three fights, is the same fighter. I've seen guys like Wonderboy make some jumps. Oh, fuck you know yeah. I mean? He's had a little bit, yeah. little bit better takedown defense than what we remember when he fought Matt Brown. You know what I mean? So those guys, and I've seen the guys that I thought would jump up, like the Gunnar Nelson, the Brandon, Brandon Thatch, and, you know, um, Eric Silvers, they didn't quite plummet from that, you know, prospect into yeah. contender. You know, it was only two guys that did, Wonderboy and Neil Magby. So that, I've been watching the landscape from top to bottom. Yeah, man, you just named half a dozen guys, and yeah. you know what the fuck they're up to. That that's impressive alone. <laughs> but hey, man, let me tell you, you, you've gotten some shit. I don't know. I don't know if it really is justified because I seen you do. I seen you battle in in, in three rounds uh, wars. I don't know if it's just because you're a big dude and they they if they see you it's breathing. I'm a black dude. It's a fucking racist thing, is what it is. But it, listen, it is. what's that? It's an indirect racist statement. Oh, uh, about uh, wait, hold on. Question, about and then I'm gonna tell you why. Go, wait, go ahead. No, but the question was for five rounds. How do you, you feel good about the five round thing? And then tell me how that's racist. I want to know because I'm confused. Okay, well, th- th- I do feel good about the five rounds. Just okay, to, just to let you know. Good. So, um, very few sparring days that I can remember over the last six weeks that I didn't master five rounds of sparring with okay. people that are coming and trying to take my head off. Very um, good. Number two, when you watch an opponent, whether we realize it or not. We are subconsciously expecting an African-American fighter that's built the way that I am to be explosive early, to be a very, very difficult opponent in the first round. We expect that person to start to fade. We wait, we're looking at it somewhere. We're waiting on when the person starts to slow down. Like I can count on my hands how many times I was watching the, the verbiage of my fight being commentated. Say, oh, look, we'll be starting to slow down. Boom! Oh, shit, now Jay Heron's knocked out. 
or Woodley's backing up, boom, oh, now Koshek's on his ground. You know what I mean? Or he's, oh, his stomach's coming in very heavily, and then Carlos Condon is getting spinning back fist or some explosive. When you when you know your body and you know how to train, you have to train. Dominic Cruz is not going to train like me. He can't fight that way. Carlos Condon can't fight that way. Neither can um, neither can Nick Diaz. They have to fight an aerobic, static, point fighting, high volume fight. They don't possess the natural gift of explosion. And not only do I possess that gift, I've also perfected that gift through circuit training, pushing sled, slipping tire, all that crazy crap you watch on YouTube. Yeah. I'm the person that every like my video I just put out randomly for for the camp camp got 125,000 views. I've never had that crap on Instagram. So when people say that, it's indirectly racist. Well, how I'll give you a perfect I'll, example. But is is there I'll, another fighter that you could think of that that they say it about? Because I I didn't catch that as racist. Or is is it about? Have you like heard of other black fighters where they hear the same thing too? Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, the kid Garcia from um, TriStar. Within moments of the fight, they were immediately waiting and looking for him to slow down. You know, I was watching last call, Danny Castillo. He was fighting against Nick Lentz. They was going at each other in the first round. Motherfucker, you got tired. Yeah. Instead of referring to it as a war, he's tired or he's slowing down. Oh, he must have he must have had a cold. It made every excuse in the book for him. Oh, he must have had a cold, but we know he'll shake back and come back through. You know, you watch Mark Hunt, Bigfoot Silver fight. They looked like they were going to pass out in the uh, damn uh, hard gust of wind would have tipped them over. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, the cardio of these gentlemen. I'm like, the cardio? These dudes, ain't even they can't even lift their hands up. But then but, you watch Kimbo Slice. Now, this ain't a good comparison. Kimbo Slice, bless his heart, and his soul, and yeah. his family. And Dada, when they fought, it looked exactly like the ending of Mark Hunt and Bigfoot Silva. Well, let's not but say exactly. <laughs> Pretty, pretty. I don't close. know, man. That other thing was it, that. It, that other thing was a fucking train wreck. Like, like I, I was listening to Goldberg, and this is after. By the way, after I completely stormed Koshek, I'm talking about punched him so many times. It looked like he was doing stunts with a ratchet, snatching his back out. Yeah. He said, "Watch the technique of Carlos Condit and the cardio of Tyron Woodley." Why would you say that? And I just whooped his ass the whole round. What's Why don't the, you say watch they watch that he just got his ass whooped, and what is he gonna do about it? So are you saying? Let me ask you. Like, do you think that what the, that people are are like subconsciously saying like, oh, he's an athlete, he should just be doing this. He's a natural athlete, and they're not putting, they're not giving enough credit for the thought that's going into the fight, or or, or the fact. Yeah, that they're not giving enough credit for the hard work and the thought. Like, like, like I, I refer to Dominic a lot because I, I talk to him a lot about fight philosophy. But he, if you ever watch him when he back up, he takes his huge, big, deep breath, right? He said, this is the stupidest thing ever when fighters try not to look tired. You fight in 25 minutes, your ass going to get tired. He said, so I step back, I take a deep breath, who fill my lungs now, I go back in there and get some. If I, if I come forward, it's not my fault that at 70% of what I'm capable of is faster than most of the welterweights in the entire division. So if I go 70%, 60%, 80%, 40%, 100%, 50%, when I'm at those lower percentages, that don't mean I'm slowing down. That means that I'm doing a working pace. Like, you ever do an aerodynamic sprint? You don't fucking go balls out the whole time. Yeah, you got to fight in intervals 15, is what you're saying. Yeah, you do 10 to 15 seconds of explosion on aerodynamic, then you got a working pace where you can't go below that pace. So it's just a smart way of fighting with your, with your body type. But, yeah, so that's that's like, a as you guys have noticed, it's like one of the most annoying things to me because I train so hard 
I put in so much work. I don't freaking, you know, take the easy right, pop the pill, poke the needle. And, you know, it's a lot of hard work that goes into what I do. And, and it is borderline racism on, on accident, not purposely. Yeah. It makes a big difference. I think if it's any guy that's got your build, he could be fucking purple or pink. People are going to say, dude, he's a big muscular guy. He's probably going to get tired. I think it's more of that than saying, you know, He's getting tired, and he's a black guy. I don't think it's a real. I mean, hey, listen. Nah, I, I personally, I've never seen it that this, way. Okay. Well, think about this. Perfect example. And this is just a muscular African American. We never heard those talks about Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, Bo Jackson, Walter Payton, Herschel Walker. These guys were built that way, and they were some of the best athletes of their time. We never heard those things. The only only athlete. That's an African-American, and he's the only athlete, in my opinion, in the UFC that can have a work pace that way that no one will ever put his name in a sentence with cardio, and that's Demetrius Johnson because he is a special individual. I believe he has three lungs, and I get tired <laughs> watching him fight. But yeah. in general, you like nobody said Brock Lesnar is fucking tired. Well, I don't, I don't know. They might have said that, actually. <laughs> I don't know about the commentary. The, Roy Nelson has been accused of guessing. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking yeah. about the commentary because the commentary is the general oh, non-MMA car guru fan. That's their encyclopedia. They repeat like a verbatim soundbite exactly what they hear Rogan and Goldberg say. Wait, do you think so? Why didn't they say, "Hey, this motherfucker tired as hell. And he punching like a baby. And he's three hundred pounds." I, I've heard Joe criticize uh, uh, so many guys' as, uh, cardio, or, or not even criticize it. Just go like, you know, he looks tired. I've never noticed it and maybe because i'm a white guy i think of it differently but i, I gotta jump in for joe I, I don't think joe is is looking at uh, uh black fighters any differently than white fighters were judging them any differently to be honest i mean that's just what i've taken well, i'm from just watching. telling you I, I actually like joe and we've talked about this privately publicly he thinks he thinks i'm coming after him but i've also watched his commentation very closely in his key terms when you say okay well oh my god this this individual, he's you know, he looked like he's in a flurry. He's going to come back, or you say this person is slowing down, or look, who he's already started. He look, he's already started to breathe heavy. That means that you were waiting on that person to start to breathe heavy. You know, what I mean, it's already an implied that a person has built. He'll he'll even use me as a reference on many different different fighters. Yeah, like Tyron. The Tyron's built there. I'm like, motherfucker, don't put my name in there. <laughs> I already got all these rereads on the internet. Like, oh, my God, he's explosive, but yeah. we don't know. They say the same thing. It's like, oh, my God, that's so stupid. Well, listen, man, you know, listen, you put a lot of lot of hard work into this. I, I know how hard this, this game is and, and what, what toll it takes on you. And if you're watching, I mean, I listen, I've watched my fights and I heard – People say a, a thing here and there, and I'm just like, really, motherfucker? So I can understand. If you're hearing something um, over and over that, that's definitely irking you about this shit, then, you know, hey, listen, that, that's that's definitely your opinion, and I, I, I feel you. I feel for you with that shit. But, yeah, I, you know. I like the fact that you're honest about what you think. I, yeah, I've, I've never noticed it, and, I, and knowing Joe as well as I do. I don't know Goldberg, but knowing Joe as no, well as and, I do. And Joe, let me make this clear. Joe actually likes me. He'll say, hey. Tyron is fucking built like exactly what you think an MMA fighter should look like. Yeah. He'll, he'll give me a lot of credit for my wrestling skills, even before I was in the UFC, when I was cornering E. So he's not purposely saying things to be racist. He's not racist at all. But what I'm saying is that when he makes a comment, he is an encyclopedia. Now you got idiots that take what he say that Tyron is built a certain 
with a certain muscle composition that over time his he might start to fade, which, by the way, there's no scientific knowledge that say that. It actually says the opposite. But when you make that statement, you give the morons the ability to run away with that and take it into the wind. And he's, it's not his job to go out there and, you know, correct everybody. No, I wasn't saying that. No, I didn't mean that. You know what I mean? Right. That, that was me and Joe's conversation. Okay. So people, it's not Joe. It's that people are taking what he says. No, no, that- no. Joe's, Joe, verb, his verbiage that he uses sometimes gives the morons wings. That's, that's pretty much what I'm saying. Okay. Because I've heard Joe, it's funny. I don't, I don't remember who he was. Jones was talking about somebody being muscular. And he was saying, it might have even been when I interviewed him, and he was talking about how they get tired more because he had something to do with the blood rushing to the muscle. and the t- I forget who he was fighting, but I've heard that said about pull, fight. Pull, you got to pull the facts for me. Was, was, nobody has ever produced me a scientific research from any professor, any scientist that proves that. It's actually the opposite. A 15, 25-minute fight, no matter how you want to think of it, is pretty much a sprint. It's an interval sprint. You sprint on a combination, you recover with some jabs, some push kicks, some spinning back fists. You sprint on a takedown, you recover with some body body head punches. You explode to keep the person down, you recover with some elbows. You know what I mean? So that's it's not a, it's not a marathon. I mean, it's a sprint. Well, I was kind of hoping that muscle thing was true because I get very tired running up. The, I'm in terrible. My, I have shit sleep. So, I, <laughs> dude, I, I run up the steps. I put a weight vest on, and my legs are literally tired before I get up the steps the first time. And I'm like, I, I still think of that Jones thing. And I'm like, maybe it's because my legs are muscular and the blood is pushing through. And now you're telling me that's not true. John, jo- They said John Jones said that? John Jones did say it. I heard him say it. I just don't remember who he was talking about in the context. So, but so why, did he get so, why did he get so huge before his last fight then? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, this was years ago. I Believe me, there's a lot of questions I would like to ask John. But that I don't know exactly why he said it in the context. Maybe he was just answering one of my dumb questions, but he was just saying something about the blood uh, are rushing, and it just you know it's harder when there's more muscle. Well, we we jumped off subject. Yes. I feel great, Matt. That's five rounds. That's the listen. That's what it, that's what it's all about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we could Hey, man, I'm in me... great shape, cardio and, and physique. Yeah, this Yo, is I'm your... looking forward to this. This I is look good on the scale for the weigh-in. Oh, there you go. There you go. Are you wearing me undies? All right, no, I'm sorry. That's one of our sponsors. I'm sorry. I'm tight. Listen, I, I can't tell you. I'm very excited. Uh, I say this often about a lot of fights, but I, I just love fights. And I'm this fight. I mean, styles make fights. You guys are both possess such power. You're both great, great athletes uh and and fighters uh shit man jimmy what else i'm excited well demetrius shit. it's funny you know demetrius johnson was supposed to uh defend his belt against wilson i think it's Reyes. how you say his name as the co-main and then uh, i think it's Reyes. wilson Reyes. it is wilson Reyes. and then uh he had to pull out due to an undisclosed injury so now poor reyes is on the uh fs2 prelims which is it sucks to get knocked down that far so you know i kind of feel bad for him plus he's yeah, losing i mean the he was the only on the co-main because of dj though so Oh yeah, no, no, no. Of course, but I mean, it's it's like when when you like it's almost like when uh, Jones got popped in Cormier that they moved down a little bit, but it's like you know they're still up there, but then they just get dropped down to yeah. the shit, man. And I didn't see Matt Brown's fight in Jake Ellenberger. That's a nice, fight. yeah. That's on the that's very that's interesting for sure. All right, man. Well, good luck. I mean, uh, I'm a fan. I enjoy you very much, and uh, you're a great guest. It's really fun to talk to you, man. I, I like the fact that you speak. Well, I appreciate it. I, I want to try to mix it up with you guys a little bit. Keep you on it. <laughs> I know it's amazing. Whenever the word race comes up, whoever else in the room is like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" I don't know why. Like, I feel like guilty. Like, I'm gonna. You know, it's it's it's, no, it's, it's good. Listen, talking. it's good to talk about that. See, see there's a difference. It's indirect racism. That see it that? Means that you're not purposely, consciously being racist. 
but you're saying things that without even knowing it, it's alluding to something that's been a stereotype. Well, that's fucking scary. Well, listen, your buddy Dean Thomas will tell you I'm one of the good ones. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you different. <laughs> Dean Thomas, what are you, you going to tell Tell you different about what, me? I'll tell you different. I hear Matt when no one's around. Believe me, it's ugly. Oh, don't believe that. <laughs> it's fucking horrible. <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, hopefully be, uh, you know, Good luck, and uh, it would be nice to see you in person hey, next do I, time. Do I get to do like some selfless plugs on here? Of course you do. Yeah. Yes. Do it up. All right. Make sure you guys check out Champ Camp episode two. I just posted it yesterday. Um, giving you the inside of my fight camp. I also will be doing Champ Camp episode three, fight week, all the way into I'm wearing the UFC gold. Check me and my man Dean Thomas on the Morning Wood Show with these nuts. I did not mispronounce any of that. This is the actual name of our show. You can get that on SoundCloud and on iTunes. Um, thanks for having me on the show, guys. I appreciate it. I'm going to get my neck cracked by the chiropractor now. Do you All right, Tyra, thanks a lot, man, and good luck next week, okay? Great talking to you, pal. All right, thanks. Take care. Right, homie. Great fight. Uh, him and Robbie Lawler next week for the welterweight oh, championship. That's going to be fun, man. And the uh, the women's strawweight, there's uh, Rose, uh, I'm not going to say her, uh, Nama Yunus against uh, Carolina Kowalowicz. Kowalkovich. Uh, Kowalkovich. Mm, right. Sometimes you get a... Oh. I'll tell you. Rose. <laughs> and then Matt Brown against uh, Jake Allen. Rose, I'll fight. tell you that Rose has some really phenomenal... I love her jiu-jitsu. I think she's a great fighter. I love watching her fight. She's got some sweet jiu-jitsu and she's she's nasty standing up and uh, that, that should be a really fun fight. And it's nice to see another weight class in the women's fighting getting a lot of attention too. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? First it was just bantamweight oh, yeah. and now strawweight's getting a lot of attention. So it's oh, good. Oh yeah. We didn't even mention Felisa Herog. Did I pronounce the name right? Yeah, Felice Herrig. Herrig. Oh, man, she had a great fight the other day versus that, that young Hawaiian girl who's really tough also. What's her name, Chris, the producer? Uh, Kaylin Curran. Yes, that's right. Um, what? That, I don't know if you, you I caught did see that, that the fight. other yes, night. I did. It was like a, a minute. One little mistake. And that other girl was game. She was so game. But uh, Kaylin was a scrappy uh, Hawaiian girl, man, and she was so game. She was so upset when she got... Uh, her back taken and and uh, strangled. By, what do you think uh, her police. mistake was? Uh, she, she got impatient trying to get up. No, yeah, I mean, no. What do you call it? With the jujitsu, it's like anything else. It's it, little a little opening, and somebody could take advantage of that, and it's just hard to get that ground back. Where where Felice took her back beautifully. She got her back. She took her back uh, textbook, and then she got that that choke on immediately. And she was in such a rush to get out of the back that. She got when she got her neck taken. She just didn't defend it properly, or was just sunk in too quick. And the fight was over before it started, man. And you see that frustration of a girl that just wants to just can we just start over and 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 just pretend that didn't happen because I want to kill somebody. And I, I really feel for that girl because she definitely looks like a really uh, good prospect. But uh, Felice, man, good for her. She's a veteran. She took some time off and uh, it paid off. She trains with Jeff Curran, is our jiu-jitsu trainer who I fought back in the day in uh, in the UFC. And uh, he's a buddy of mine. So congratulations to, to both of them. Who said this? Before we wrap up, did somebody tap very quickly? Um, they were not, not in the fight, but as, uh, as soon as they were just tired and as soon as the arm got locked around the neck, they just tapped. I'm trying to think of who that was. What, that night? Uh, yeah. Or was I just on Fight Pass watching an old fight? Um, I'm trying to think of the fights that I saw. I watched saw. a Fedor-Mark Hunt fight. Oh, yeah? Yeah, oh, back in shit. Pride. I didn't realize they had fought in Pride. And uh, Fedor armbarred him. I think it was an armbar. Oh, yeah? He remember probably Kimura did, man. In, He's the, uh, in the first round. Oh, man. That's always fun to watch those fights. Hey, I like going back and watching the old school. Oh, fuck yeah. Man, we did. We talked a lot today. We, yes, we, we where did. Where are we? Are we almost we're we done. out of here? Yeah, I think we're Anything done. Anything else to do? A plug or I say? I plugged my website, jimnorton.com. Yeah, if you want to come. Man. My 
come see me perform, please do. I got, I'm shooting a special uh, very, very soon, so I'm warming up for that. And I'm heading to Montreal on uh, Friday, and uh, I think Saturday and Sunday I'm doing shows. I have a headline show in Montreal, Canada, for those of you who are fans out there. Oh, that's so great. And I got nothing else. I'm going to be here with you. Yeah. And, of course, Dana White looking for a fight on YouTube and Fight Pass. I mean, what else? UFC Unfiltered, subscribe. But they should be subscribed already if they fucking listen to this. Yeah, and leave comments. We like to know what you think. Leave I mean, a we, comment. I, it, look, we love it to be positive, but if it's not, we want you to be honest. So if it's negative, it's negative. But, I, I you know... Well, you know, let us know what you think. Positives, dude. Better. I get what any negative shit on Twitter, I just banish them. It, it could be even correct. It could be like not even that mean, but it's like, yeah, fuck you, get out of here. I've heard a lot of <laughs> stuff on Twitter that I didn't like. How does it get out of here? But a lot of it was accurate. You know what yeah. I mean? I would say 50-50. Half of it's bullshit by a guy who just hates my guts. Yeah. And the other half is somebody actually saying something right. Yeah. If you criticize me, and you can't, but if you're like, Norton, you're a piece of shit, you do that, yeah. no. you lose me. It's all how you do it. But it's if, all how you do it. It's uh, etiquette. People don't have etiquette via yeah. social media. My dearest Mr. Norton, that's a nice way to start the email. I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. You it's, don't have to be those words. I'm paraphrasing. It's not a bad thing. Jimmy, I had such a good time, and I'm going to be seeing you uh, soon. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. Yeah. This has been a digital media production. Find your voice. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream is a total chocolate game changer. We start with unbelievably creamy dark chocolate ice cream. Then we add different chocolate treats, like chocolate cookies, chocolate cake, or chocolate brownies to make four decadent chocolate flavors. Because sometimes the thing that pairs best with chocolate <laughs> is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.